So, uh, Nick, uh, I just gave everybody a briefing on what happened last time, so you're, you're shit out of luck. That's fine. I have an idea. Sheet? So, I forgot what the fuck that was. You need some character uh, yeah, That's fine. I've got mine in the back of my book. It's cool. Continue. But we basically, we went to that compound, or the... The storage facility. The storage facility, and things happened. Got some weird shit, and police got called. But it was okay. I thought it was handled we, with a C. C minus. C minus. We did clear out the contents of the green box, and nobody else saw it, which is yeah. the only reason why we got that C minus. Well, no. You retrieved, you took a large portion of the green box. True, yeah. Some of that material was left there. Mm, because we couldn't set it on fire. And it was, we yeah, couldn't set it on couldn't fire. Couldn't set it on fire. So, the police do have. Presumably, uh, uh, visual evidence and physical evidence of the, uh, the storage unit having been opened and having stuff in it, and now stuff missing from it. Right, but, we but also, also some other stuff too. More of the storage units and yeah. like tossed there and that's true stuff mm-hmm. around. Yes. And we lost twenty four hours. Right, right. But details, oh, and we discussed details. that you were uh, gun sexual. It's, yeah. yeah, this character, uh, I haven't quite he's been able to mold it the way I don't actually, I actually have no idea how this character is being molded. I know he's agreeable and he likes shooting things, so that's. Uh, there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> being rifled like a fine German crafted handgun. <laughs> so that's why I. Uh, that's, yeah, that's great. Good, good times all around. <laughs> so it's the morning? Yes, it is the morning of October 22nd of the year of our Lord 2018. Um, the, a lot of you uh, are at your respective hotels. Uh, you can hear the sounds of... Um, sirens. Uh, Police sirens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, explosion goes busted. up. Uh, you, you hear the sounds of, of uh, fellow... Uh, stay, stayers. <laughs> fellow people who got rooms in the hotel. God damn it. What is the word for those people? Guests. Lodgers. Sure, let's say good. guests, yeah. Well, fellow guests are moving yeah. about the, the, the hallways. There is a, uh, a very thin but noticeable sort of smell of what sounds like a continental breakfast that's been laid out on the, on the lobby floor. Um, and you are waking to uh, what looks like a, unfortunately, as you part the curtains, a, another sort of dreary-looking day. It's, uh, it's gray. It looks like it's lightly misting like it was the previous night. Mm-hmm. I believe we decided coverage. that we'd all meet at Donnie's in the morning. It is October yep. in New Jersey. <laughs> mm. Alright, so to a Donnie's we go. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you all decide to converge on uh, a nearby Donnie's. The one and only. Get dressed, business suit. So, um, you pull up to one of the many Donnie's locations uh, scattered across New Jersey. Uh, you see the uh, the telltale visage of Donnie Osmond uh, smiling with a with a hand, waving at you as, as you come in. Uh, the place is uh, styled in the the manner of a sort of a. A 50s diner by way of, of uh, Apple Industries. Uh, sort of a, a convincing simulacra of the 50s, but with the edges shaved off. Um, you all sit down at a corner booth with enough space for the, for the six of you. And uh, begin ordering your premium slams. That's our guy, right? Your barrels of syrup are coming. <laughs> 
Did anyone make any big revelations last night? I got a call from our handler. Um, I'm sure he was thrilled. Yeah, our stunt did not go unnoticed. Um, Our timeline has been bumped up. We have basically until uh, probably tomorrow noon to get things done instead of the day after. So at least until we find something good enough to extend the deadline? If we can give him something, yes. But right now, I don't think we have anything concrete enough. We'll just sound like we're a little desperate for... What the hell did you guys do? We'll talk talk about it in a public facility. All right, so we need to go to the library. And research the former occupants. We need to go to the house. Yamila and... I say we go to the house last. I think first we need to do our research. Well, if we only have one day left, we probably need to split up and do... Mm everything at once, we so we could take the table to the, the antique dealer. We should have somebody meet with the professor yes. of abnormal psychology. Yep. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Some of us go to the library, and then maybe we can all meet this afternoon at the house. And I was thinking, I have for a plan free, right? for how we can potentially cope with the house. If this is... We don't know what to cope with. Well, I'm thinking if it's haunted or something it might be good to not have everybody go in if we can get a body cam for somebody and have someone else go in as support and then have maybe a couple of agents waiting in a car down the street in case they need further backup and have the other two agents watching from a remote location that might be a good way to divide up our I don't know. Does this house kill one person at a time, or does it kill groups? <laughs> we don't know. I oh, mean, right. it it effectively killed what the uh, last owner and the uh, our our agent Donnelly, who was observing it. Amanda Braintree and Arthur Donnelly, and I think it's fairly safe to assume that Anton Thierry might be another victim. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also looked through his. I'll share what I looked saw in his journal and the camera mm-hmm. and everything too. Okay. Note and slip. Okay, so... Oh, and Yamila, sorry. I forgot about her. Was the previous previous, mm-hmm. I think. So, who's going to the library? Who's going to the antique dealer? Um, and who's going to the psychologist? I'm willing to take orders. I can do the library or the antique dealer. Let's see, you're a... Uh, Anthropologist. I think antiques would probably be your line of work, or at least closer to than some of the others? Uh, sure. Unless you feel more comfortable talking to the uh, psychologist. He's got a good bureaucracy score. I should I have do. a little library. I got 50. Good researchers. I have a... Uh, I can go talk to the psychologist. That's fine. I wouldn't mind as well. I'm, I'm fairly good at meeting people. and Is that humans? Mm-hmm. Yes. What is fairly good? What is what? What is fairly good? 60? Yeah, 50, 60. I've got a 50, sorry. I'm I'm up at like 80 for human. Fairly good at humans, as well as anthropology (laughs) and archaeology. Remember that human is reading people, Mm -hmm. and there is a separate persuading. It's true. I can persuade as well. Alright, well it sounds like... But I don't. I don't kill people, so... What is it that your character does again? You shouldn't need to. Also an anthropologist? Uh, I work at the CDC. I'm an anthropologist with a focus on archaeology as well. 
So maybe our two anthropologists should go see the antique stealer, and then you two can go to the psychologist. And you two will go to the library? And Cross and I will go to the library. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming with your background that you've got a decent bureaucracy. I've got a little bit, so. I can see this. She's like doing all the research and he's just looking at guns and ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine uh, from Michael Cross in a library and it's real funny. Shirt slightly open. Whoever <laughs> finishes yeah, yeah. up first <laughs> should probably <laughs> head over to what, a radio yeah. shack or whatever it is they have in this town <laughs> to pick up a body cam. <laughs> so we can get that set up for going to the house. Get one day delivery from Amazon. We need to get... Um, we need to keep in contact with each other, close contact with each other over the day, because anything we learn could be important for when we actually approach the house. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Where would Hourly like, check-ins on the hour, then. Where would you like us to go when we are finished with the antique dealer? Let's go back to the hotel. Uh, that's a pretty central place. Which one? Which one? The one... Pick one. Which one's closer to Spooner Street? Spooner Avenue. Yeah. There you go. I like the idea that this is happening in a Donnie's and that a that a waitress comes by and sinisterly puts eggs in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on now, we're at a we're at a Donnie's. The waitress doesn't come by. That's why it's <laughs> sure. talking. Nobody yeah. nobody at Donnie's gives a shit. Yeah. Customer service. If this were if this coffee. were a waffle coffee. house, this would be like tame it's, compared to what usually goes down there. It's the fifth most popular Denny's knockoff in Meadowbrook, New Jersey. If you work in a place like that, <laughs> you stuff. learn to stay in your lane and mind your business. I don't know, the best service I ever had at a Denny's was at 2.30 a.m. when I was drunk. And... That's because you were drunk. That's because you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> My sister used to be a night shift server at Denny's. Like, yeah, she served all the drunk people all the time. And she just gave us a pitcher of water and left us alone. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best service I ever had at Denny's was during the snowstorm. And we tried to wait it out. And then we decided we're going to have to go home. And we got stuck in the snow. She just turned back around. Um, we had to call somebody to get us. Is anybody here medically trained? I am. I'm a medical doctor. There is the question of the boy's body. I'm not sure if there's anything we can learn from an examination. From what I've heard, it's too mm. decayed for there to be anything that could be garnered from it other than the fact that he was a child and he died a while ago. All right. Good to know. Can cross that off the list. Do you drive? I guess I, I can give can it a cursory drive. examination. Not? Just to see if there's anything weird, abnormal. If there's if anything left. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'll do that skill before I head over to the library. Useful if you're in like a chase. You know, I don't usually drive myself places. Okay. Just character-wise, not okay. Because I got the bare <laughs> minimum <and> drive. <laughs> so you know, if we're being followed, we're we're kind of screwed. We're not, but, but yeah, taking a van with a table to a place. We're so meet a guy with a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will do a cursory examination of Ture's body. If you find anything and need help, I can come help you. I doubt I'll find anything just due to the level of decay on the body, but yeah. I might as well, just to be sure. Sure. And then we've got our psychologist, anth- or, uh, the uh, antique dealer, and the library teams. Yep. All right. And whoever finishes first is going to go to an electronic store, pick up a body cam, and then we all meet back at whichever one of them tells it is it's closer to Spooner Street. So if Sounds good. the antique dealer doesn't have any information on the table, do, do, well, what do we do with it? 
I mean, she might still want to buy it. Can we sell it? Can we sell it? I mean, discretionary found. funds need to be collected from time to time. It was yes. found in a green box. There's no, there's no reason to tell the if, dealer that. If our antiques dealer contact that, like Delta Green contact that we got, can't find anything weird about the table, I think it's safe to say that we can sell it. Yeah. Okay, okay, if you say so. That's honestly, I don't know how this works. That's honestly she's the listed, cleanest bill of health we could get for this thing. She's listed okay. as a friendly, so mm-hmm. if she can't find anything wrong with it, then go ahead. Okay. Uh, if she okay. can't find something wrong with it and she still wants it, then just give it to her for free. And then it'll be her to deal with with her green box, mm-hmm. presumably. Well, she's okay. a friendly. Doesn't Probably doesn't, but... She's coming with my This being your first time in, you're... Slowly reaching the point where you're learning more than, well, she likely does. If you determine it to be extremely dangerous for whatever reason, for a table, you can always burn it. It's made of wood, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's lacquered wood. Well, it's lacquered wood, so it might be a little bit harder to burn, but... The notes have mentioned that burning doesn't always work for some things. We've got quick life. I don't yeah. know if that would work for a table. Get creative. If need be, wood chipper. I we'll figure out a way to destroy it. We have to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Car compactor, if it comes down you to it. This. It'll be cool. I, I'd pop a Xanax. Probably not a good idea to get a to lean on those. You'll find you keep leaning until you fall over. Uh, you also probably shouldn't drive now. Drive. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I can. I I've <laughs> taken this before. I can drive with it. Okay. <laughs> I just, <laughs> okay. I just need something to calm down a little bit because this is. So before we do anything else, <laughs> we're, we're good, man. I am going to perform a quick medical examination of Ture's body. We're going to need a location that is not a Donnie's, Donnie's parking lot. Yes. And we need to get. Uh, we have everything in the van right now. Yeah. We should, we should probably get some of it out of the van. Where are we going to put it though? Not in the van. That's going to have the not table that we're going to take the antiques to. Well, I'm sure we all have hmm. our SUVs, so when we split up into three groups, we have three SUVs, don't we? Or do we only have two? My understanding was there were two cars. Mm. Two cars. We'll have to drop some people an SUV. off. Yeah. All right, so um, literally, what two locations are the closest? So isn't the parapsychologist out of town? Parapsychologist is out of town. At Fulton right. College, it's two towns over. So you and I will take one SUV and we'll just head that way. And we could drop the people off at the library. I imagine you'll be at the library longer than we will be talking to the dealer. Which should be a library fairly close to an Which based on on some some Google mapping you see is about 10 minutes away. The Burlington County Public Library. Those usually tend to be concentrated in the same So what we should do is we will take the SUV with all the stuff in it and you guys just move that table over to the other SUV. That way you don't pop open to the back of the SUV and go, ha there's a coffin. But we want you to look at the table. We still need, like, I guess I could technically, if we really need to, I could do the medical examination in the back of the SUV with the doors closed, but it's not going to be a great conditions for me to examine. It's pretty cramped in there with all the stuff that's been... It's honestly probably the lowest priority of things we need to do, so let's get the rest of the stuff done first. Like you said, it's most likely there's not going to be anything left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You do remember that seeing... Uh, I mean, I the, saw the, it. The, the body was almost basically disintegrated. Yeah. There's only yeah. there's very little material, and you could do maybe a rudimentary chem test on it. But other than that, be very little. To, to, if it starts on. moving, yeah, <laughs> doing things, 
you know, like like trying to improve itself by reading self-help books, <laughs> deciding that it needs to knit. Don't worry about whatever examination I was going to do and just... just Way ahead of you on that one. Yeah. Right, if you want, you can... I mean, you're going to have the quick one with you anyway in the van. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> did you we'll guys... Just, I don't think... No, we didn't get you the quick one. I grabbed the quick one Oh, you definitely oh, okay. grabbed the quick one. because I did. did not. I don't remember the... Yeah. So here's what I have it that was, you guys... It was the only thing that she didn't grab that I thought was... Be, here's what I have that you guys took, and you can mm-hmm. confirm this for me. The antique table, yep. mm-hmm. the two bags of quick lime, yep. uh, the piece of cardboard with three keys taped to it. Yes. Yep. Uh, the shotgun and the ammunition. Yep. Shotguns, plural. One's on, one in one the ground now. The okay, yeah. so you only got one. We only yeah. have one because yeah. we had to fire one off for the distraction. Yeah, and then that got like and you left shucked it. out of the it. side okay. of the van. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a genius. Okay, you have a Manila folder with some of. Agent Donnelly's fake identities yes. inside. Mm-hmm. You took the camera and the telephoto lens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Donnelly's notes that you found, a loose leaf paper. Yep. Um, the did you take the shoebox full of burned photographs? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And the coffin, obviously. Okay, so we're on, yeah, we're on the, the same page. The notes. Yeah, the yeah, note, yeah, Donnelly's notes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we yeah, left behind it. like the biohazard containers, the plastic wrapped mattresses. Shovels, bed, mattresses, biohazard containers, shovels, work gloves, hat lamp, the containers for gasoline, and of course we took the body. Oh yeah, and that's it. Those are the things we did. Also take the bolt cutters. Yes, we left behind the stuff that didn't seem particularly incriminating. Yeah, or like out of place even. Yeah, that hopefully would make sense. Like you could have the stuff even if you weren't a murderer, Mm -hmm. maybe. (laughs) But it is a bit sketchy when you've got a shovel. Some mattresses and gasoline. Those are the well best things to buy at the store at the same time. Work gloves and hands. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like one it, of those things that'll get you flagged by the mm-hmm. the FBI. It'll paint a sketchy picture of him, but it won't be like as sketchy as finding a child's corpse. Where did you abandon that shotgun? It was like in, in one alley. of the alleys. It was like right after I put the shot in the ground, I just chucked it out the... Yeah, three it was a couple blocks of blocks away. From, away. Yeah. 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 I just like made sure I had gloves on. and. Yeah, we made sure there weren't any prints or anything on it. And yeah, they don't have any serial numbers in there. So, so it's going to be a forensic nightmare for the police. Yeah. Mm. Um, really was shot. Before we go, can I make a quick examination of this table with some skill? <laughs> you already did last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you uh, noted that other than being sort of uh, it, a fine sort of centerpiece uh, with Baroque accents, um, clearly well taken care of and meant to be like a showpiece, a, a centerpiece. Um, that there seemed to be nothing sort of, okay. sort of remarkable about it. I'm what is Sigint? Sigint. Sigint. Yeah, Sigint is that is uh, like a modern or a historical. I think it's like yeah. insight. That's like operational that. stuff. Isn't yeah, it? signals intelligence. Yeah. So it's it's codes deciphering. Okay. I wasn't um, sure. Kind of like understanding of. Uh, field and tradecraft to some degree. Encryption, communications intelligence, making and breaking of codes, surveillance, hmm. electronic intelligence. I have more than a zero on that. Cool. Often used in conjunction with computer science for hacking and with craft electrician for installing bugs and wiretaps. Mm-hmm. It, it tends to be a big one if you're more like a spy-like character. Alright, so I will... Shove away my undercooked eggs and get in the SUV to go to Vicky. Okay, sounds good. Buckle in. Because, ew. All right, so what we have here are um, Maeve and Tanner uh, heading towards uh, 
Fulton College. Mm -hmm. Talk to Emil Yarrow. Mm -hmm. And what are the other two teams? Well, right now it's just all four of us and one vehicle. We're right. going to drop them off in the library. Library. Team library. Them, them, them meaning um, Elena and Cross. 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 Yeah, Elena and Cross are the library. The two of us are going to go to the dealer. The antique dealer. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Deal with the table. And Lauren. Then we're going to go back to the library. Okay. Just what, I just want to make sure like who was pairing up and mm -hmm. it was going where. Okay. We're kind of the most functionally useless. So. Yeah. In combat. Yeah. No. Outside of combat. Not no, you're super useful. Do you want something you never, ever underestimate that. So, um, you, uh, so let's, let's take care of the library first. So, um, Agent Cross and uh, uh, Elena, you are dropped off at the uh, Burlington County Library, which is about 10 minutes away from, uh, uh, I, I'm measuring these things from sort of like the center of Meadowbrook, so... It's about ten minutes out. Um, you get dropped off in front of this um, sort of standard issue uh, concrete building um, with uh, the requisite um, uh, outjutting. Uh, why am I thinking of the word foyer? That's not right. This um, uh, simple area where you can uh, put uh, books in a sort of a quick drop metal uh, container. Um, and uh, the place looks uh, uh, moderately busy. It seems like this. This being the Burlington County. What's the day of the week is it? Uh, it is when, October 22nd. So whenever, what day of the week that was. Of this year. So October 22nd was Monday. All right. Yes, because my birthday is on a Sunday. Or Saturday. Okay. So you guys are there. Um, you get dropped off. And like I said, it, it seems to be moderately busy. you got a few people. It seems like the lights mm -hmm. are on moving about uh, what so is it at least we'll say it's nine o'clock because that's when they open mm. um so the both of you head in and you see that they're you know there's a standard issue of several sort of senior citizens making their way around clearly the only people who would be there on a, on a monday morning uh at, at the public library you see uh what looks like a a, a harried uh probably a single mom with her kid running around um, you know, the standard issue sort of library patrons. You also see that there is a uh, a single woman behind the... She's single, so please ask her number. <laughs> a single woman behind... A lone woman. Uh, so alone. Uh, <laughs> behind, the, behind the counter. Uh, this woman is... Uh, she's got an angular face, thin auburn hair. Wearing what looks like a like a sleek but uh, but not um, showy dress, something sort of relatively comfortable, something somebody work in. So, cross Elena, what do you do? I think we should primarily look for old newspaper articles. Yeah, tell them to look for, and I'll find it. Sure. So, that would be in with what the microfiches. We'll approach the, uh, the librarian say that we're interested in searching through some old news archives oh I see the uh, news archives yes uh, you're going to want to go to there is a, a small cubicle over there on the right hand side of the building um, that contains what is admittedly a fairly small microfiche library but uh, we've got uh, uh, 
uh, recordings of, uh, you know, uh, the, the local newspapers uh, going back about, I think, 40 years. I think that's the upper bound on that one. Um, and, of course, a computer terminal that you're welcome to use for any sort of Googling or anything you might, might need to do. So, yeah, you're more than welcome to just uh, just take it away. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Of course. So, specifically, what, what are you looking at first? A name, a location, a business, an organization, what? Um. This is like a Nine Inch Nails-ass library, by the way. <laughs> I'm thinking probably Everyone's wearing leather, the first and most simple or the simplest thing to search would be 1206 Spooner Avenue, see how many hits we get with that. Okay. There's so a, there's a chance that some news articles will only describe it as being in the the X block of Spooner Avenue, but this will be the this will get us the most accurate results to start with. Okay, sounds good. So um, I need a history roll, and that history roll needs to be done at minus twenty percent. So with the minuses, is that minus to your passing thing here, mm-hmm. or your rule? I assume this was going to be to like be a bureaucracy okay. thing. Well, if you want to use bureaucracy, that's your bureaucracy or history. Okay. The options. I don't have history, so minus twenty percent would put me at negative ten percent. There is no way. Also, if it has to be history, it's something that can help you with the media. What's your bureaucracy? Forty. Minus fifty. Go for it. So it'll give me minus twenty percent for bureaucracy as well. Yes. Both bureaucracy and history have to be done to minus 20. But that is a benefit. Ah, okay. So Remember? it's to the roll. So it's minus 20 to the roll. Because you're trying to do it equal, equal or under. Okay. So I thought we, we thought it was minus 20 to your passing value. Well, I'll say that it simply says, uh, then make the appropriate research roll at minus 20%. Okay. Okay. So, so you roll, and then whatever your roll is, take 20 from that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Which is a benefit, cool. right? Because you want to do is, yeah. is, is there anything, is there a system on rules on the system, or is there like a... Yes. Is, like, is it a... Um, can we do a collaborative effort? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember how that works. It's. I think assisting gets you a bonus 10%. Yeah, it's 10% for every 30% you have, or something in, like in that. In a relevant scale or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. if oh. you have, like, do you have bureaucracy or history? Yes. Okay. So, bureaucracy of 40, so I'll lend 30 of it to you as we so go through. A, uh, and what's the material 60%. we're looking yeah. at again? What's uh, the newspapers? Right. Looking at what's uh, the, uh, newspapers recorded on, on, on microfiche. And you're looking at 1206 Spooner Avenue. Okay, Spooner. for that particular. So The location. Because we may have to look things past. Because the person who owned the house before that was Yam- Yamila, right? Asari? Yamila Asari was mm-hmm. the former owner. Right. So, essentially looking for before that person. Mm-hmm. But any more details on them would also be useful. Right. Ooh, good thing it's a good. minus... It's, well, it's a minus 20, mm-hmm. but it is a... And with um, Cross's help, it is a... I think... Minus 30. Minus 30? Essentially. I yeah. think it's a... You might get more off of it. I'm trying to remember the ranks and trying to... But I don't it think it really matters. I mean, a success is a success unless it's a double. And it's a double. Oh, it is a double. Okay, critical success. Very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that for now. We'll see okay. if there's any. Yep. You can... <laughs> 
Okay. So, um, luckily, uh, the microfiche uh, uh, sort of uh, recording um, of the local newspapers, uh, specifically ones that service Meadowbrook, um, going back about 40 years, which is, you know, it's it's 2018 right now, so you're looking at... Uh, ooh, 1978. Yeah. So, uh, math. So, years. you're able to pull up um, various articles that reference 1206 Spooner Avenue um, from 1978 onward. And you see that um, that it paints a pretty grisly picture of the place. Now, you saw in um, some of your uh, sort of smartphone Googling the other day that the place was known for suicides, that there were a strange string of suicides attached to the property. But this reads even sort of darker than that. Uh, You see that um, in 1977, there was a fire that broke out at 1206 Spooner, uh, killing Thomas and Imogen Greeley and their family. A what one? What was the name again? Uh, Thomas and Imogen, I-M-O-G-E-N, Greeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y, and family, perished in a fire. Well, specifically two, two of, two of the family died. I would assume Thomas and Imogen? Thomas and Imogen, uh, in the, in the article, they explained that they perished in the fire, but the other... The rest of the family managed to escape. Then in 1985, uh, there was, sure enough, another suicide, a man named Peter Diaz. That same year, there was an accidental death, uh, a Gareth Gedjos, G-E-D-J-O-S, G E D J O S Gedjos Gareth Gedjos, who apparently died in a in a in a home sort of a freak accident. Sorry, just give me a moment. To catch yes. up That's fine. Yeah, this so, is this is the note taking part of the. So in this house has to be a nightmare. <laughs> it's gotta be a, like a really really cheap property at this mm-hmm. point. Like, mm-hmm. well, not according to Donnelly, who said he felt like a compulsion to buy it after he visited it. Remember? Yeah, but the, but the actual price of it might be yeah. Oh, yeah. Haunted <laughs> houses that have a reputation for being haunted or for having owners that like died violently On the premises. in them yeah. have extremely low property value. I remember my, uh, my parents place. telling me about one of the houses that they looked at but didn't buy. Was, it was for a suspiciously good price, and they found out that it was because the former owner had committed suicide, I think. Okay. Yeah. For some people, that's a problem. So. <laughs> it was either suicide or it had caught on fire, and people had died in it. I can't remember. I think the fire was after <laughs> because my my second high school boyfriend, his family actually lived in that house, and I think he mentioned that their house had caught on fire twice since they'd moved in. Okay, and that the, might just be a bad house. The yeah. fire still burns wait, what, to this day. Wait, what's the that? soul <laughs> still burns? <laughs> also, one of the churches where he uh, he. 
played trumpet for one of the services caught on fire. Are you sure? Maybe he's an arsonist. Maybe that gentleman was an arsonist. The common denominator for those. Some of the lenders to go to also I'm not implying that correlation and cause but maybe so. He was a stoner, and I think he admitted that one of the fires was caused by a lighter that had gotten stuck in the the couch cushions. It's fine. Just leave it. The other was from a faulty microwave. Jesus. Alright, so... so anyway. <laughs> Sorry, what was the name of that last one? Gareth, G-A-R-E-T-H, and Gedjos, G-E-D-J-O-S. Freak Accident at Home. In 1988, there's actually a pretty sizable article about um, Jason and Janine Aiken. A-I-K-E-N. Apparently, um, the Akins spent the better part of a year repairing fault after fault with the house, uh, probably due to simple... Di- uh, How do you spell Janine? J-A-N-I-N-E. Janine. I don't know why I was blanking. You said Akins? Like and what year is this after? 88. So oh, that okay, was so this is after three, the, three years after the Gedjos accident. Okay. Akins. Okay. Um, stating that they, they spent the better part of a year trying to repair the house, fault after fault, um, uh, uh, structural, electrical, uh, probably from the the house, which apparently has a history of, like, it's been there for probably the better part of a century. Mm. Um, uh, just sort of accumulating over time, and due to the, the, the fire from What's the fire in 77... Do we have an idea, like through some snapshots, like what type of house this is? is yeah, this you like... you have a you have a. Um, I, I think it was Elena that actually pulled up some pictures of the house already. It's um, it's a pretty unremarkable looking house. It's a small house, but it's got high ceilings. It's about probably 2,100, 2,200 square feet. Uh, it looks like there's a room that's been added above the garage because of the the architecture looks slightly different yeah. there. Um, there's a you saw from what you what you could take, you know what you saw on mm-hmm. basically like Google Images. There is a, a gable window in the front. It looks like there was a porch in the front. Uh, Two car garage about yay mm-hmm. sized, and uh, some ivy climbing the north face of the building. But other than that, I mean, it's a pretty unremarkable looking place. What about the neighborhood? The neighborhood itself is a kind of quasi suburban sort of neighborhood. There's the occasional like store or something like that, but it's meant to be. Much like, you know, a large portion of Meadowbrook, it's meant for um, sort of quiet living and retirees and things like that, living in a, a suburban area that's relatively close to, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, some of the larger, uh, you know, city areas around New Jersey that you could travel to uh-huh. if you needed. Right? So what else happened in 1988? In 1988... Um, the Aikens, um, in while they were um, trying to repair the faults with the house, uh, the you know, electrical, plumbing issues, gas problems. Um, apparently, uh, Jason Aiken returned home from work uh, uh, in the late afternoon and discovered the house was filled with gas, and Janine was unconscious upstairs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, according to the article, and this is sort of a... Uh, the article has got this kind of smarmy, believe it or not, tone. It's like almost like a like like a Ripley's yeah. article or something like that. Um, that all four gas burners on the stove were on full, but they weren't lit. 
And uh, according to the local fire chief, it was pretty miraculous that, that nothing happened. There was no explosion or fire. Um, Janine apparently regained consciousness briefly at Meadowbrook Hospital later that evening, but ultimately died. And Jason Aiken left town the following month and never returned. At least according to the, according to the article. In 1994, there was another accident. John Tyler. So 1994. 1994. In 2000... John Tyler. 1994 was John Tyler with accidental death. Okay. In 2000, Louis Tycroft apparently committed suicide there. That was 91? 7? No, 90. Oh. That was 2000. John Tyler was in 94. Louis Tycroft was in 2000. Then in 2007, a familiar name pops up. Amanda Braintree. Sure enough, uh, there was a suicide in the family. She was the suicide, right? Amanda Braintree herself, yes. You're not supposed to give us any details to the suicides in these articles? Um, the articles about the suicides are largely... Um, it looks like given the newspaper's aim, um, it seems to be mostly sort of factual, not very lurid, not very exploratory, just sort of like there was a tragedy at this, this, this like such and such. Type thing. Yeah, and, and about, as, about as detailed as that. So no... No, no kind of elaborations about the specific cause of death and the suicide. Or... Except for the Aiken one. Well, the Aiken wasn't a suicide. That was a that was a, a death due to gas. Yeah. Right. I mean, it kind of read like a suicide. Well, the article didn't make any presumptions of it being a suicide, simply a, a freak accident or, or or something like that. But this this um, article specifically about the Braintree family. Mm-hmm. You know, is marked as a as a suicide. And I didn't know if there were any details about the Tycroft or Diaz. The Tycroft and Diaz deaths. Yeah, about their suicides. Like any no, about no, not 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 many details. Not usually there aren't. Yeah, usually they keep that out of the newspapers, and that's really strictly left for police reports. Yeah. Or personal. And the knowledge. actual deaths don't mention like stairs or just accidental deaths. They are are frustratingly polite in terms of their reporting about those deaths. That's okay. It's not a tabloid. Okay. Mm. What else? So after the Braintree suicide in 2007, there was apparently an accident in 2014. Uh, Andrea Falcone died there. Accidental death? Accidental death. And in 2016... Yeah, Andrea Falcone, F-A-L-C-O-N-E. And in 2016, you see another familiar face, Yamila Isari, marked as a suicide. And as O'Malley, your handler, explained, um, uh, sorry, that should be 2017. Not 2016. Yes, move all of these dates up a year. I'm sorry. Oh, so sure. add, add one to all of those years. So 2015, 2008, 
2017. Yeah, Yamilla died in 2017. Falcone died in 15. Braintree died in 2008. Louis Tycroft in 2001. John Tyler in 95. Aiken 89. in 89. Gareth and Diaz both in 86. The Fire with the Greeleys was in 78. The module presumes that it takes place in 2017, and I've forgotten that I had moved it up to be oh, yeah. current day. Yeah, and then uh, as O'Malley, your handler, had explained, uh, Yamila Isari was found, um, her, her death was ruled a suicide, but her body was found in um, an almost identical condition to that of Donnelly's. Uh, throat slit cleanly, uh, room filled with blood. And and though and though the newspaper article doesn't confirm any of that information, I mean it does sort of mark you with a date and a, a year. Sorry, what? What accident was this? Or what was this was the suicide of Yamila Isari, which happened in twenty seventeen. All the dates need to be bumped up by one because the module was written for last year. So it's seventeen. Yeah, so all the years go up by one. Eighty six. Sorry about that. Eighty nine. Ninety five. Okay. So we got all that. Um, are there any articles about the house that don't involve deaths? There is one kind of profile on the house that you see that is it's referenced in a newspaper article about the expansion of real estate magazines. This is from like 1995. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it seems like it's just a throwaway reference. Um, the rest of the articles uh, about the house that are available in this microfiche library all seem to be uh, grisly in their sort of reporting. Okay. I think the only one that we didn't get a hit on then was Anton Ture, who seemed like he was possibly older than what the police blotters would cover. So he would be the next one I'm searching. Well, what you saw was that... Um, so, sure enough, uh, the um, the clerk, uh, the, uh, the librarian... Um, what she said was correct. I mean, you were able to reach back to about 1978, which is when the the, the Greeley fire happened. Um, and you remember from the the plaque on the hasp of the coffin that Chiray died in 66. So um, currently this, this microfiche library doesn't have any information about a, about a Chiray family. For that, you may need to go to um, the county seat or um, you know private you know local historians or you know you'll have to have to pursue another line okay well if we've got time to do that I think that would be wise unless there's anything else you can think that we should search right now so what's our main priority then well we looked up 1206 Spinner Avenue and I think we got a pretty good profile of all of the deaths going back to 1978, but because Thierry was listed as dying in 1966, we can't get any information on him here. And Thierry being the body that we found in the storage facility. So we have to go find a, a source of history that is that goes back even further? Essentially, if we want to learn more about Thierry. Then what um, do we... But if there's anything more that you can think of that we should search while we're here, that might fit you know, 1978 or more recently. I'm trying to think of what, what records we can find. 
utilize if we go back even further. Uh, 60 something. Uh, Nick, is that you guys can go use our bathroom until we get it fixed? Oh, awesome, thank you. Um, do you have an idea of what would be the best source for that? Is I mean, we can we can always ask the librarian. Yeah, oh. she might have some information on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably okay. Let's let's ask an NPC. Always a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Then um, most our way over to the front and. Uh, I think I I would like to do a couple of. Um, hit searches. I'd like to look up Amanda Braintree specifically, since she was the subject of an academic paper as well. Mm-hmm. See if there's any further information on her. Um, it, it 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 explains that. Um, so the what you're able to uncover is that uh, Amanda Braintree uh, was a relatively young woman. She was 17 at the time of of her suicide. Um, she was a um, a local, you know, she was from, you know, her and her family had been in the Meadowbrook area for, for quite some time. Um, that uh, apparently um, her death was, and again, sort of frustratingly polite in not sort of making any kind of observations about how the body was found or the cause of death, but explaining that her death was definitively ruled a suicide. Um, it also explained that in as you're sort of collating these these you know Google searches and, and bits of, of newspaper info together, you realize that um, you you manage to catch a um, a, a middle school photograph of Amanda Braintree, one of the few that um, that or were publicly available to to people to the academic researchers to news or, news organizations. Um, and listed in that same picture is an Arthur Donnelly. Hmm. And who is this Arthur Donnelly again? He's the dead FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. The guy we're investigating. Ah, here we go. Mm-hmm. So, and so the two names we have are Arthur Donnelly and this Braintree? Amanda Braintree. And of course, Yamila Isari, the last owner of the house uh, before... Uh, before Donnelly was found dead there. And what was this picture of? It was a, it was a middle school, like... It looked like an assembly in a gymnasium. Um, it seemed to be um, a one of, one of the school's sort of local after-school clubs. Oh. Uh, okay. And both Donnelly and Braintree were marked in the, uh, in the description text as being in the photo. That's odd. Okay. That might explain his interest in the house. He's a local. Didn't he become interested in it after Yamila's death, though? Hmm. Well, what's he doing at, like, an after-school event? No, like, they they were in the same class together. Oh, so it's the impression up. that I got was, it was okay. a middle it's, school photo. They went to the, the same middle school. At the very least, they were yeah. both, they were both... Uh, students at the same middle school, mm-hmm. and given the size of mm-hmm. Metro oh, so as a community... Here. Were. Yeah, so they so were. This, this is the, what the picture was. Yeah. Say, okay, they're not like 
It's like a classic. It's like, yeah. Yamilla's not in the picture. Oh, Let me no? be clear about that. Okay. Um, just the two of them. Just, just Braintree and Donnelly. And if they didn't know each other, uh, odds were highly likely that they'd at least seen each other or they had interacted with their parents or something like that, given that Meadowbrook is... I mean, not exactly Trenton, you know. It's it's not a it's well, not a massive. And also, city. X amount of years ago, it probably would have been potentially even smaller. So. Right. And when exactly. were they in school? Like when 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 is this picture? What grade? M- middle school. We're looking at like eighth said, grade. What year? You said Amanda Braintree was seventeen when she died, mm-hmm. and she died in two thousand eight. So you walk that back four e- okay, three was... years, and that would be two thousand five. Okay, so not at all related to the dead body person. You mean Chere? Yeah. The child in the coffin? No. He died in 1966. According to that, the Chere died in 1966. But his relationship with Amanda Braintree may have got him started investigating the house, and then when he saw a pattern... Mm-hmm. Who else is in the photo? Uh, just uh, a series of uh, assorted uh, uh, children's. Okay, but there's there's quite a few of them. Yeah, there's it's, you're looking at about like twenty kids. It's like a photo from like a yearbook or something. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that you would find in like a yearbook or, or in a in a newsletter that got sent home. You know, that picture oh. from the top corner of a room of everybody playing chess or something. Sure. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was like a, if it was a small club of five or so people. Then no, no, it's, it's a something. fairly sizable group. So, about if I look up Arthur Donnelly, do I get any hits? Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Considering he's an FBI agent, I'm, I'm not expecting much, but... Lots of few, black lines. <laughs> Protected. We're dead. We're dead. We're dead. We're dead. And then your name on some lists. Just <laughs> <laughs> call from our handler, hey, stop you, it. You want enough so that if somebody does look, they don't go, well, there's nothing here, that's weird. Just enough. I don't yeah. think I'm going to get in trouble for looking up Arthur Donnelly on a, a microfiche. <laughs> There's not exactly like a record of it. You a call from the handler. Okay. You lose another 12 hours. hours. 12 hours off. <laughs> what? How did you? I did. I just put enter. <laughs> Big brother is watching you. So you enter in uh, Arthur Donnelly's name, Elena. And you're able to put together some scraps of information. Donnelly, sure enough, was a local. Uh, he had, he was born and raised in this part of the country, in, in this this part of New Jersey. Um, uh, sure enough, he, uh, you know, uh, all the information that you're gathering seems to confirm that he went to the same high school, uh, the same middle school as Amanda as Amanda Braintree, and presumably the same high school, given the lack of. Uh, facilities in the area, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's like one path from elementary to middle yeah. high. Um, what are you doing? Oh, he sleeps on me. Don't tear up his jacket, man. <laughs> He's trying to burrow it into a more comfortable position. Mm-hmm. It's normal. He was comfortable, and then he decided that he wasn't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's like when you have to flip the pillow over at night. Oh. <laughs> it's that cool, cool, cool side of that pillow. <laughs> He's trying so hard. <laughs> your coat's gonna end up on the other side of the room by the end of the night. Smelling like Leon. So Amanda Amanda Braintree was seventeen in two thousand five. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Then ten years later. 
Oh, but it only would have been 27. <laughs> assuming they were the same age. Uh, Braintree, I'm sorry, was 15 at the time for suicide, not 17. 15? Yes. So that would make uh, Arthur Donnelly, if he was the same age, 25. 25, yes. Yes, am I right? Yes. All the people organization. Okay. Do we get anything about any local, like, grave robbing? <laughs> not that nothing is being pulled up here. No, it seems like grave robbing is not a, a, a hobby here in the, the Meadowbrook area. Nobody's, or in the Burlington County. Nobody's reported to Ray being dug up. Nope. Wow. Not a single What was the name of the, of the corpse we had again? Anton, Anton Ture. Ture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you only looked on the microfiche? I can go. I can the go assumption is that they've looked at the microfiche library and yeah. also with the terminal nearby. With the terminal, yeah. Okay. Have looked sure. up some Anton, stuff online what? too. Ture. T u r e with an apostrophe like the. I mean, with an accent like cafe. Mm-hmm. We need to find out like who built the house, right? Like its origin. We're gonna need to ask the librarian for a source that'll take us further back for that. Yeah. We have to go to like some. Yeah. The what? A historical society. That's a good so place to start. We'll go yeah. and. I will, or like we'll go city, city records. The librarian. Okay. So the librarian looks. At, uh, yes. Can I help you? Hi. Uh, if we're looking, if we're looking for um, like local history for anything further back than um, what we have in the library, where would one go to look for that? Hmm. Well, uh, that would depend on the kind of information you're looking for. Sure. Um, you are you do? interested in uh, personal histories or, or history rela- related to the city or the organizations uh, there? Architectural, probably like um, more uh, the real estate. Uh, we're ah, doing a, okay. Just a pet personal project. Sure, sure, sure. Well, for architectural information, you're probably going to want to go to the county seat. Now, uh, the Burlington County seat is, is not... Uh, let me give you the address and she yeah, pencils that in and hands it to you. And you can see that it, based on you know what you've seen of the Meadowbrook area and the address, it looks like it's a it's a few blocks away from uh, the house on Spooner Avenue, so it's relatively close by. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually um, we're researching some homes in particular, and we might be interested in information about the former owners as well. Hmm. Is there a better place to go for that? Other than the county seat and, uh, well, um, maybe asking around in the neighborhood to see if anybody is is still living in the area that was alive during that time period. Uh, as you you may know, I, I've, I've been down there a couple of times. Meadowbrook, you know, is is because has a kind of a reputation for an old folks home. So um, I, I, I would, I guess the the best thing that you could do is, if the county seat doesn't give you any answers, just uh, you know, uh, do some door to door stuff. See if there's any um, any uh, uh, nice old ladies or, or old men who can uh, help you out. That's wonderful advice. Thank you very much. Of course, yeah. Have a nice day. You too. Uh-huh. Okay, so I think we're walking down to the county seat. It looks like it. We should call everybody else and let them know what we learned first. Sure. So then we, try to, we don't try to pick you up at the library when you're not there. <laughs> oh, come <That's> on! <laughs> Meanwhile, 
So we we will call somebody from each of the other two groups and let them know about all of these deaths that we learned and that we're going to the county seat to see if we can get information going further back. I'll immediately just be like, and get just 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 text that. Meanwhile, uh, (laughs) Carly and Lauren, uh, you have uh, arrived at the antique shop. you see that there is a uh, it's it's a fairly it's a fairly modern looking building in a in a, a sort of a in a shopping center in a sort of a block full of stores. Uh, you see that it, it bears the name AntiquesTracker.com. So apparently, it's it's uh, the physical side of like an you know a dot com kind of business. Um, you make your way inside, uh, and as you hear the the jingle of a bell and you push the uh, the glass door open and inside it's it's very pleasantly cluttered in, in in the way that only the finest antique shops can be there's all manner of of furniture and clocks and 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 little bits that you can put on your you know your side end tables and things lots of old paintings and so on and you see coming up towards you during from the center aisle there is a surprisingly a, a fairly young woman uh, she's in her late 20s um, she has short uh, white hair, probably dyed, um, amber eyes. She's wearing a patterned dress, uh, a diamond necklace, and these sort of like half fanciful cat eye glasses. They're not not in the style of like Janine from Ghostbusters, but like they're meant to be more playful than your average frames, right? Mm-hmm. And and she, she approaches holding what looks like a, a tablet. And she says, uh, hi, what can I do for you? Uh, we have a mutual friend, and I actually do the air quotes, that says, maybe you can tell us something about this table. Okay, so you, you brought the table in with you? Yeah. Already, okay. She takes a look at it. Sure, yeah. Um, why don't you just bring that towards the back here. We'll, we'll take a look at it, all right? Okay. Okay. And so she ushers a lot of you back, where there's sort of a, a wider area, so that uh, it's clearly meant for... Um, uh, it's, it's, it's clearly meant for, for uh, uh, purchases, right? This is where the counter is. And, you know, uh, and there is a sort of a larger open area that's uncluttered that she, that she you know, implores you to sit the table down and begin sort of examining it. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, so she's got some Baroque styling there. I'm sorry, what, you said you had a, we, we had a friend, a mutual friend or something? I... Yeah. Yes. We're not entirely sure what all we're supposed to tell you, but this is a unique table that might be more than it seems when we look at it. She kind of looks at you for a second with a kind of quizzical look on her face, and then something swipes over her face, uh, and she gives you kind of a a serious look. She swallows a little bit. I see. So, you two are here because of an an operation. Yes. Yes. And we are on a bit of a time crunch. She sort of compulsively fiddles with her with a necklace. Ah, I see. Okay. Um, I'll I'll, I'll do my best to get you the the, the information you need. And she she does some swiping on on her tablet and takes a look at the table. Okay. Um... Well, this is a uh, uh, this is a pretty uh, a pretty nice 
piece. Uh, from what I'm getting, it looks like it was probably manufactured in the 18th century. Um, well, I should say carved <laughs> back then. Um, you're looking at this Baroque styling is clearly meant to be a sort of an honoring of the period, and not obviously from the, the original uh, time period when the sort of aesthetic was, was in vogue. Um, it's uh, nicely lacquered, been well taken care of. Um, the only thing I'm able to pull up about the history of this piece, and again, this is just, you know, just some, just some quick swipes on the pad, you know. Uh, this belonged to a woman named Isabel Wheeler. Isabel Wheeler, uh, she was apparently a local in the uh, in this this area of New Jersey. Uh, it doesn't seem to give very much information about her. Just that there was, uh, it seemed like uh, a couple of years ago there was a a fairly large estate sale sale for uh, for Isabel Wheeler's things. Uh, and apparently this was among them. Uh, apparently a lot of furniture was sold there, a lot of uh, sort of articles uh, from, from the home. What was that estate? Oh, you, the, the, the estate itself? Yes. Um, uh, it's uh, at some place on Spooner Avenue. Uh, I don't see the number here. Of course. Unfortunately, that's all I have for you at the moment. Now, if you give me, if you give me some time, you know, uh, could take a couple of hours and and get in contact with some of my people, and and maybe we can get some more detailed information. But that's gonna, obviously, that's gonna take a little while. I do have a question while you have that. Uh-huh, do you uh-huh. happen to notice any information on how Miss Wheeler passed? No, Mm-mm. no, it's not listed here. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll check that out. Uh, yeah, sure, take the table and uh, do what you can with it. And We would give her uh, our number. number. Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah. Uh, let me... I'm going to take a look at specifically the history of the, the, the sale history of this table. You know, how, it, how, it, how many hands it, it passed through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll look at the rest of... Isabel Wheeler's estate sale. See if there's anything connected there. And if I find something, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call. Okay. Possibly who bought it? Sure. Yeah. Well, well, if if uh, if my uh, if my uh, friends manage to, to to dig that up, I will certainly let you know. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything f- uh, from me before probably tomorrow noon. So. Oh. Yeah. Are you given the situation <laughs> with this material? You want to be careful with this table. We can't. Guarantee that it's the safest thing. Oh, sure. I know. I, I I understand. I was. Um, I understand that the work that you, that you're involved in is, you know, classified or something. I understand that. I was involved in something, you know, a few years ago um, that I similarly can't talk about, which was right. sensitive. So I I, I understand. Oh, I'm not worried about the sensitivity of this material. Some people that have interacted with things from this estate have just died. Oh, can, can we... We should go. <laughs> okay, so okay. close. I'll, uh, I'll put it in the back, then, away yeah. from the customers. <laughs> no, can, can co- yeah. um, let's go. Uh, we, we gotta go. 
Come on. We have, a, uh, we have a thing. I'll call you if I hear anything. Yeah. Call yeah, me. As soon Thanks for coming. Can, please. Uh, please. Don't do. want her to just absolutely die. Uh, I, I don't think you get the secrecy part of but this. Well, if, if she knows what this is. Do you know there's bacteria, deadly bacteria, on everything you touch? Oh, God, what? <laughs> You're okay. welcome from the CDC. Okay, um, so we get back oh to the Oh, my God, it's covered in romaine. Uh, we're <laughs> the others. You get a phone call from, but before you can make that, you get a phone call from Elena and Cross uh, explaining that the... Uh, that the house on Spooner Avenue has a whole litany of accidents, suicides, fires, oh and that's so far. You get all the information that, and I share the information that we have on Wheeler and everything. So now they have another okay. game to research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the two of you were kind of, you know, you're. It's ten. It's about ten minutes away. Yeah. But you're gonna just gonna hoof it over to the, yeah. the county seat. Okay. So Tanner. Tanner and Maeve, you are downtown, just headed. Uh, so you um, driving out of town. You are you are driving out of town. Um, it takes you about. Let's see, being two towns over. This is New Jersey. It takes you about an hour and a half to get over uh, to the. Uh, Fulton College campus, um, and you are able to, with the uh, the help of the um, college website and the the faculty directory, you're able to pull up um, that Emiliero is in uh, Building F. Uh, you're able to get his um, office number, and you understand that this being the middle of the day, um, that uh, it's more than likely that uh, he's probably in office hours or perhaps at lunch. Um, so now is a now is a reasonable time to to, to check in on. You guys learn from the antique sealer. Um, yeah, we gave you a call. Hey, can we show you the bathroom, Mr. Beck? Uh, you want to look into the name of Mrs. Wheeler, the tables from her estate. Isabel Wheeler, which she couldn't give us a number, but happened to be from somewhere on Spooner Avenue. Isabel Wheeler. Yeah, apparently there was an estate sale. A lot of her furniture. House on Spooner Avenue, maybe 1206, but unknown at this time. And she said she probably won't be able to give us any information in the window that we have. Yeah. So it'll be good for our report when we're done. So she on the way the over here, yes, we mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, we're getting phone messages. Spooky and I mm-hmm. will be Thank discussing you. one, we're not giving anyone that name. Um, <laughs> of course not. And it's two, that we're. personal use only. We're not going to tell them who we are. So, like, agreed. What are we going to tell them that we're hobbyists who look into creepy houses on the side? Effectively, I and ghost hunting is all the rage nowadays. So, interested in the house on Spooner Avenue and anything that he knows about it, mm-hmm. especially given the now that we have more names. We've got quite the list, so we can just literally start a conversation by listing a couple of those off and see what he knows. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Just want to make sure. Clear on that. Yeah, good to be on the same page. When okay. These things come up. So we'll go in and see the good professor. Okay, so you make your way uh, up through Building F and towards the uh, the office section. Mm-hmm. Uh, you open the door into a relatively modern looking office. Um, it's clear that it's not sort of the the um, 
the typical uh, digs of, uh, say, an Oxford or Yale professor. This is more along the lines of, like, sort of American standard education. Um, there's a small desk and a series of, you see, um, several bookcases which are lined, you know, uh, left to right, floor to ceiling with various sort of um, odd-looking tomes um, with various sort of... Um, what can only be described as very parapsychological names, you know, on the uh, on the examination of ectoplasm and <laughs> and various things like that. Tobin's spirit guide is is there Fantastic. on the on the bookcase, um, and you see that hanging about the room are these sort of like these strange trinkets, um, uh, look like carved figurines in a tribal style, uh, all manner of sort of strange bric-a-brac that it looks like. A, a professor of archaeology maybe would be more at home having in their office. Uh, behind the desk, uh, sitting and reading, you see a, a pretty dire-looking, overweight gentleman. Uh, looks like he's in his early 40s. Trimmed, copper hair, and a kind, of, a kind of slightly messy at the moment. Dark blue eyes, he's wearing uh, glasses, and he has on a kind of a what you'd say is a budget suit and tie, uh, politely. Uh, that is that is slightly ill-fit. Just kind of nod. Uh, excuse me, Professor? Yes, can I help you? Um, can, I hope so. Do you have a moment? Can we come in? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah. Come in, shut the door. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Oh, my name is uh, Maeve. I'm sorry to, to disturb you. He sort of holds his hand out. Nice to meet you. And yeah. this is my friend... Uh, Amelia Hawk. I see. Um, and... Uh, Sorry to barge in on you like this. It's kind of a long shot on our part, but we're... We're doing a bit of a study, yeah. I guess you could say, on a local home. Um, you may be familiar, and I'll like, pull out my little notebook and do that quick little flip through to it. Uh, 1206 Spooner Avenue. Uh, it's got this long history of accidents and suicides. Um, I've got a couple of names here that we've dug into. Uh, as you as you mentioned Spooner Avenue, you see Emilio sort of close the book in front of him and take his glasses off and look at you for a second. And as you're talking, there's no need. I'm I'm very familiar with that place. Oh, good. You can see why when our business brought us into town, we we had to learn some more about it. You can't pass this up, right? I mean, we're we're doing documentaries on uh, ghosts and uh, paranormal activities, More trying to get to the real like, project. core of those things. Um, always interesting, especially when you make way up and down the East Coast. There's a lot of, to be fair, a lot of like old magic out here. Oh, I caught a Marie, but yes. I accidentally transferred it. Well, it's, it's clear that you've, uh, you've read some of the scholarship. Uh, there's a lot of long-term negative emotional energy in the area mm-hmm. um, that will, uh, you know, accordingly in, in in areas like this where the where the the well, we could call it the veil if you wanted is particularly thin. Uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, strange phenomena in the area. And he actually gets up and moves over and plucks a book off the shelf. Uh, this Spooner Avenue house, uh, there have been several suicides there, if 
my, my, my memory serves me. Yeah? Yes. Correct. We've got, what, at least three or four listed? Hmm. And then that's not counting the accidental deaths. Yes. I would be curious to know exactly how many of those deaths are really accidental. That's exactly. Mm. And, I mean, newspaper articles aren't going to go into gory details. They well, of course not. Know. I mean, the, 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 the government has a vested interest in keeping that yeah. information out of the, the newspapers. Four. Of course. But I'm just five, wondering where it, all where it all started. What's the history of this house? The origin, so to speak. We've come across some names that might be related to it. Mm. Um, I mean, you being in the area, I'm sure have a better understanding than we do, but uh, Anton Churet came up at one point in time. Anton Churet. And an Isabel Wheeler. Churet. It's been been several years since my uh, research into the Spooner house, so you'll have to give me a my brain, brain's a little foggy. Um, why don't you have a seat? Thank you. Pull a seat back. <laughs> Let's see. Chure. Ah, no. Yes, yes, I remember. Now, the Chure family, uh, they were uh, residents of the house uh, in the mid-60s, if I recall. Adam and Rebecca Ture and their their children. Yeah. I understand they were they were foreigners. Uh, transplants from Quebec or something. Uh, I don't remember there being any um, any unusual or 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 psychically troubling, I should say, incidents um, before the uh, the death of the nine-year-old Anton in 66. What happened? Does anybody know? Uh, apparently... Uh, you'll excuse me uh, if I uh, try to treat this delicately. Was Absolutely. A, uh, uh, Anton was found uh, drowned. In uh, one of the in the uh, the bathroom of the master bedroom. He's nine. Yes, that's right. Hmm. Now there have been any number of explanations for that death, floating around the various um, parapsychology communities, both online and in person. Um, currently, the leading. Uh, theory on Therese's death uh, has to do with demonic position. If that's the case, and with what we've heard of the house, um, and I'll kind of like look around all the hanging bric-a-brac, do you have any suggestions or means uh, one might partake to protect themselves from such potential forces? Hmm. We have a handful of our own home remedies, for lack of a better term, but um, often find you can't be too careful with these. That's true. That's true. Given the um, the sort of psychic weight at the Spooner House, uh, you can expect uh, quite a bit of danger, either 
psychic, emotional, spiritual, mental, uh, physical. Even uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say uh, that the Spooner House wouldn't try to physically manifest some kind of danger or, or pain. Uh, I'm afraid I can't offer much in terms of protection. Exactly. Uh, I'm afraid the house will simply do what it what it wants. Uh, but what I can say is, if you're going to interact with the Spooner House in any significant fashion, uh, you're going to want to you're going to want to make the most efficient use of your time. There, you're going to keep it short and keep it simple. Uh, I'd encourage you to visit the house uh, during the evening, uh, specifically. Uh, when the sun is already set, probably at night, uh, you'll find that um, uh, the spirits are able to communicate better in, in the dark, should there be any uh, on the premises. Great. Uh, and you're going to want to um, <laughs> you're going to want to keep across town. your investigation uh, limited in terms of personnel. We're talking one or two people. The spirits, in my experience anyway, usually find it easier to communicate with people on a one-on-one oh, basis. Sure. Of course. Shy serial killing spirits. Do we know anything? Do you know anything more about, like, when the house was built, its first owners? I mean, for it to just randomly, you know, be involved in the in the death of a boy in the mid '60s doesn't seem. It, it seems very strange. Well, sometimes, in my experience, that's the case. That was the uh, same thing uh, with the. Uh, the Tunguska twins, uh, same suicide. Uh, well, I should say that yeah, another, another suicide uh, in, uh, I think it was Boulder, Colorado. Uh, hmm. Sometimes these houses just sort of attract the, um, for lack of a, a better phrase, the mentally uh, vulnerable, hmm. and uh, they find themselves to be magnets for this kind of behavior. Um, that having been said, the, uh, what I know about the Spooner house is it's been around since 1907. I remember correctly. It's had quite some history. Yeah. Let's see here. Are you interested at all in the the social history of the house? Or is it more architectural? Or I'm trying to get a a sense of your investigation. Um, I think probably more uh, social, the people who live there, the people who need it, mm-hmm. as opposed to the architecture. Well, I don't have an exhausted li- exhaustive list. Uh, the house has changed hands many times in the past. Uh, I just wonder who built it more than... 91 years has it been now? Yeah. That would be, yeah. 101 years? Um... <laughs> Is it 111 now? It's 1907 and then to 2018. It's an auspicious number. I know the house was originally built by a. Uh, uh, is it Morgan or, or Mike? Uh, Michael. Uh, by a Michael Wheeler. Apparently, uh, uh, Mr. Wheeler uh, became a pretty wealthy gentleman in the area. Apparently had a business uh, doing um, specialty stonework, uh, gravestones, marble cuts, monuments, that sort of thing. Um, and he, uh, from what I remember, built the house 
um, has a sort of um, sort of uh, both a gift and an intended family home for him and his wife Isabel. We had heard that uh, Isabel Wheeler's estate uh, had actually been up for sale at some point in time. Um, and we've been trying to hunt down some of the uh, artifacts connected to that. Um, maybe there's a connection here we haven't quite found yet. The architect's name is Michael Wheeler? Mm-hmm. That's the... So they lived in the house. Do they have children? Do we know anything more about them? No, um, not to my knowledge. If I remember correctly, Michael died fairly early. I think it was 1909, 1910. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was rather, uh, rather a grisly accident. Uh, he, was, um, he was at a work site uh, near the county seat, and uh, apparently uh, the rigging as they were... Um, Transporting a piece of marble across the work site actually broke and ended up um, seriously causing him a, a very serious cranial injury uh, mm. that uh, pretty much killed him instantly. Was there anyone else who lived in that house with him? I mean, especially leaving a young, uh, newly widowed wife by herself. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, the history of the house is very much a local history. You know I see. I mean? Yeah, not a lot of yeah, we'll have to, um, sort of broader. We'll have to go I understand that Isabel lived uh, quite some time after uh, Michael's death. I think she died in the late fifties or so, um, and she, from what I've gathered, lived there the rest of her life. So she died in the fifties. Why are they just now selling their stuff as an estate? No, I think. I think the uh, information we found was an estate sale back from the 50s. It does make me wonder if cleaning out the original furniture and other things in the home potentially could have had a uh, side effect, perhaps. There was mention of furniture, books... Some other things, all potentially sold during an estate an estate sale. And if we're going to get to the bottom of what's caused this uh, psychic phenomenon or whatever it may be, um, paranormal phenomenon would be a better term. Um, I think we need to get. I think we need to figure out what caused this to begin with. I. I would believe Chure. if he was the first victim of the spirit. I don't know. I feel like there has to be something... I mean, uh, thank you so much. You see Professor Yero as you thank yeah. him. He's sort of looking at his watch. I, yeah, I'm yes, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I got a, I'm I've got a class. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate your help. Of course. So, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, well, uh, I hope you're... Uh, Hope your research goes well. Uh, it's uh, it's encouraging to see someone taking an interest in these uh, parapsychological matters. You know, you often don't get uh, a lot of uh, serious inquiries 
into the details and into the stories of this this research. So uh, definitely, people are just tend to skim by for shock value, and they yeah. don't really get to the heart. It's 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 as if they don't actually take the imbuing of of sort of our, our daily lives with this sort of if you have sort of emotional ectoplasm seriously. Well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. We'll be on the mm-hmm. way shake his I will hand. shake his hand, definitely. And Best of luck. Thank you. Continue this conversation in the vehicle on the yep. way back. <laughs> so when we're back in the car, you know... Um, I need the both of you to make uh, human rolls. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because I feel like there's something he's not telling us, I assume. He's actually three owls. Sure fucking don't know, though, because... <laughs> I got a 93, so I am... 49 under 80, so we're good to go. 93 of 50. Okay. So, So Tanner, you're you're a part of the National Security Bureau Mm -hmm. of the FBI. You know how to read people and how to get a quick assessment of their their abilities, their competencies, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. While... Professor Yero gave you some important information. There was this air of like something was telling you that this gentleman probably knew less than he was actually letting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was probably, in terms of the paranormal or the parapsychological, uh, probably an amateur. Okay. Probably overinflated. <laughs> and you know that accordingly, um, he, prob- he probably pretended to have far more insight in the matter than he actually did. So, uh, you know, you know that we probably got everything he knew. Probably you got everything and you need to take his information, even, even, even the ones that sort of, where all the pieces kind of come together, with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so when we get back in the car, I'm just going to, I'll probably ask you to text what we learned or call and tell them what we learned. Of course. Um, But I'll, you know, like, I just, there's got to be more to the people who live there and who built the house than what what he knew. Definitely, there's a lot that he didn't know. All right. This honestly seems to be a little bit more of a hobby for him. Did it? I don't think he ever stepped once into that home. And oh. trust me, anybody who's actually interested in this stuff would I want to see it for themselves probably. would take that risk. Okay. Well, that begs the question of who else we can ask locally. Well, I know uh, two of our agents heading to the uh, county seat Probably have them ask around there about the uh, incident and Michael's death there. See if there's anything out of the ordinary. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I think you're right. I think we need to start canvassing the area, asking some of the locals, find a nice elderly couple who are interested in having some strangers over for tea. Who hopefully lives very close. Yes. On Spooner Avenue. That would be nice. All right. Do you send me a basic outline of what he said as yeah. far as the. 
So yeah, you, occult stuff. You're getting a text message which basically says uh, Spooner Have Home built 1907 by Michael Wheeler with wife Isabel Wheeler. Michael died 1909 10. Uh, county seat killed by marble block. Uh, Michael, uh, local stone carver, gravestones, monuments, in parentheses. Um, then kind of like new line. Amanda and Rebecca Chure, 60s, Canadian Adam. immigrants. Adam, yeah. Oh, Adam, sorry. Uh, seemed normal, in quotes, um, until death of Anton. Um, drowned master bathroom, nine years old. Do so you know how hard it is to drown in something when you're nine. The equivalent of like Zoe drowning in her bathtub. Like, so you don't send me any of the uh, paranormal information that he. he gave. I mean, it was all really like loose fluff, stuff, right? Yeah. To me, it didn't have enough the body to be like energy, yeah. and, you know, like yeah. no, no mention of like yeah, the emotional. Uh, ectoplasm, ectoplasm or anything like that. One where, like, what's that coyote he says about uh, <laughs> going at night? Yeah, coyote <laughs> might believe in this stuff, but even that's like, no, you got it wrong, man. Come on, it's not. All right, ectoplasm. you get a text back from me and say, parapsychologist didn't say anything about mystic shit. And you get a text back, parapsychologist bad at job. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, I'm much better at that, so maybe give me what he had and I'll see if it checks out with my reading. You get suggested going at night, then in brackets, ha ha ha, <laughs> in brackets, um, suggested small number of people, and then kind of like a shrug face of like, not a, anyway. yeah, not a bad idea, but not a great idea either. Um and a whole bunch of bunk about emotional ectoplasm. <laughs> and then there's this, like, this clear moment where you get, like, the dot, 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 and there's clearly something else that I want to say, but don't. Mm-hmm. It, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we should go in. Say about emotional ectoplasm and just coming out of, like... Yep. I, 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 was, I was imagining the There's emoji, things, like, dick. <laughs> Eggplant emoji? Eggplant emoji. I imagine with my 60 <laughs> sure, yeah. No, I, I mean, the not the emoji, the emoticons, like, mm-hmm. with the... Uh, Since the, you the have a 60 already in a call, there's, you know, you're assumed to have a certain kind of knowledge, <laughs> right? Like, and you know that... Uh, and percent. None of the... None of the accepted, and that's obviously in, in, in scholarship of the occult, accepted as a pretty... <laughs> wobbly word, but mm-hmm. none of the accepted scholarship of the occult has mentioned even once some bullshit like a, a, emotional egg, <laughs> uh, ectoplasm. That's garbage. <laughs> um, other than uh, with the in, in information that uh, that Tanner sent you about like going the house alone or with, with another person or going at night. Um, that is less able to sort of criticize or debunk, given that the occult uh, documents uh, provide a, a vast and dizzying array of 
ways and means to contact spirits and protocols to follow and everything like that. So for this particular, if there is some kind of occult entity at the Spooner house, that may very well be the way to communicate with it. Who knows? Okay, since you didn't mention demon possession. No, not either, yeah. A lot, I'm sure, changing this man and you as a result. Um, Um, I say mostly bullshit. Some evidence points to maybe truth in spirit contact. Just in my reading. I'll send you back. Yeah, I've I've done my fair share of research with 15 Nicole. Um, (laughs) I dabble. You read a book once. Yeah, yeah. I, How to occult. Some things line up, but the way we're investigating this, uh, we're taking more precautions, especially since we know we're dealing with That's a good. potentially hostile entity, in question mark. Vague mention of possible possession, maybe demonic, which is... An, you get the dot, 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 and then a diatribe of the classic FBI uh, position on there has been no actual like proof of satanic cults or satanic activity, even from like the 60s onwards. It has been a scapegoat. Um, there has been a literal handful of cases where, yes, there were actual satanic cult activities since the 60s. And you get a response that says, no shit, maybe send people with more willpower in. Is this a one-on-one text or a group text? One-on-one, probably. Or it may have started as group and then focused to one-on-one when we started. Because somebody was pitching about it. You blown on my phone. Come on, man. Try to drive. Uh, That's all I've got. You seem like a decent historian at the very least. Yeah. Mm. I was about to say, it seems like more like it's... That's why I'm taking that information as good. Yeah. And then his take on the occult as crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, but in terms of protecting ourselves against whatever this may be, I mean, you can't go wrong with the classics, right? Mm. So, uh, <laughs> Cross and Elena, you had your way to the county seat the county seat being a uh, it's a it's a building <laughs> that much that much you can see for sure presumably with some marble somewhere it is a two-story marble building nice um, it looks like a sleepy little building um, there are uh, only three or four cars parked there in the uh, the sort of medium-sized parking lot adjacent to it um as you uh, as you make your way inside, uh, the exterior of the place surely matches the interior. Again, there's like one or two people uh, sort of puttering around the place, um, <clears throat> and um, you see that um, behind the uh, the sort of half circle. Uh, sort of kiosk in the center, clearly meant to direct people to the various sort of departments that are in the county seat. Uh, you see an an affable-looking guy, uh, probably in his early twenties, 
uh, tall, messy black hair, um, wearing um, what could best be described as entry-level hipster uh, clothing. Um, and this town's is full of amateurs, no matter what. <laughs> Does he have a like a beard and glasses and wearing flannel. Flannel. He is wearing flannel. He does not have a beard. Does have a mustache and is wearing glasses. But they're not particularly chic glasses. It looks like he needs those. (laughs) And he seems to be like, he's staring at something, presumably his smartphone behind the counter. Alright. Do you want to be good cop or bad (laughs) cop? Alright. Yep. Hi. Hey, what do you need? Uh, just uh, doing a uh, personal project. I'm looking about some uh, some records of some older real estate in the area. I was wondering if you'd be able to guide us in the right direction of uh, some documents we can be able to skim through. So it's, it's not about a parking ticket or anything? Purely historical research. The uh, local library, their microfiche only goes back to 1978. He tosses the phone on the desk. Okay, sorry. Um, going on autopilot for a while. Sure, no problem. Um, Understandable. So research, cool. Um, well, I got bad news out of the gate. Um, we don't have a lot of, don't have a, a great budget. Here, so mm-hmm. any of the records that we got are not kept real well. I mean, they're piled up in a place, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they're usually inaccessible uh, except by a special permit. So, no way we can see those. <laughs> uh, sort looks looks around, maybe. Eyeing to see if his, his boss is anywhere nearby. Do you want? Um, What's the actual agency that you work for? The IOSS. Yeah, the IOSS. The, the, the Department of the, the FBI. But. Yeah. So you could potentially throw your weight around if this doesn't work. So, so he sort of, he leans over like mildly conspiratorially and he's like, oh, listen, um, I'm not supposed to have been in the desk during work hours, but I am fucking jonesing for a goddamn mocha. So if you can go down the block, there's a Starbucks there. If you can get me like tall and uh, venti, right? Oh, you got mocha. It. That'd be. I could maybe see if you know the work. The you know like the the door to the records room is maybe still open. You know, like. Not a problem. Let's go do that. Cool. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> what a goddamn yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Do that. I'm gonna put ten bucks on a stupid gift card and <laughs> easiest bread ever. I want to. No, no, no. I need to hear you order no, no, this drink a, at the Starbucks. <laughs> I need it in my life. Just a regular Nick. mocha, right? We just go in, order a venti mocha. No, he needs a mocha frappuccino. You know that guy mm. needs a mocha frappuccino. No. <laughs> he didn't specify. He's getting a regular. Cue the montage of bringing various drinks back. <laughs> no, I wanted this. No, that's too. No, I no, he wanted venti. skinny. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> skinny, half, oh. half, uh, venti, mm. coconut milk, soy latte. latte. Mm. 
You can do half calf. I don't know. I've never done it. I'm just. I've heard the phrase. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the most like basic white girl drink. I don't understand. Like, either you drink caffeine or you don't. Well, you can drink less. You 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 do half half. Like half decaf, half. I mean, like, to be I fair, know. my I, I grandma agree. drinks half Michael, Michael <laughs> Like, caffeine makes agree. me feel like I'm dying, so I don't understand the concept of taking less caffeine versus more. That, that's ironic, because caffeine is the only thing keeping me alive. <laughs> it's like, 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 like drinking <laughs> enough caffeine that you don't feel like dying, but yep. you still drunk caffeine. That's half. <laughs> I guess that'd be like me drinking Pepsi. Yeah, basically. No, nobody likes Pepsi. No, no one likes that. Yeah, but I get a free I You are drinking a Coke right now. You are abusing the home. You are abused as a child. That's the only reason you like Pepsi. Okay, so so you go down the block. You go to the local Starbucks. You grab a Venti Mocha and you come back. Uh, and you see a uh, guy looks up, big that, smile on his face. That and a gift card just... <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Nice. <laughs> he pockets it. So... <laughs> as like as like all all the discipline that that Michael at this point Does is like it's, 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 yeah, yeah like it's, it's just like it's that foot to head tensing of every muscle <laughs> as you're just trying to continue as like knuckles are like theory. cracking and like like trying to keep just this uh, man is the yeah. antithesis of yeah. Michael Cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so, in the military. I'm used to dealing with bullshit from other people. Mm-hmm. So, What's well, like how I rationalize this character is that like former military got moved to a desk job, and and works for Delta Green, right? And so just like having to deal with this normal ass is bullshit. Like, yeah, it's like I think Elena exists him. in like a perpetual state of like try not to let anybody die, but other than that, just complete apathy. Right. <laughs> Are you I'm dying? Here. As long as you're I'm alive, to do I don't something, care. And I'm supposed to keep people from dying and anything else, just fuck End it. Of requirements. <laughs> so this, this fellow takes a long sip of the, of the venti mocha and he says, yeah, like I was saying, um, people around here don't give a shit about the county seat, alright? So they're, they're happy to let this place fucking rot oh, as man, long yes. as they keep the parks clean and the police, you know well-funded, right, you know. So, the records room is kind of a fucking mess, okay? I'm just going to warn you. Yeah, sure. We got stuff going back to, like, like 1940 or something, but that's it, you know? And I can't guarantee that any of that stuff is even fucking readable because there's been, like, water damage and shit in there. Mm. Like, good fucking luck, (laughs) all right? (laughs) Well, it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured can't can't find anything, then it's less less on us. So yeah, let me I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll take you over there and uh, unlock the door. Uh, um, you know, so you can just yeah. you know go in there and do your thing. You know. So he uh, leads you over off in the, to the left hand wing of the building, and you come up to a, a small sort of um, uh, what looks like a. The what's the what's the wood equivalent of particle board? <laughs> the cheapest wood you can have plywood? in a door. Plywood. Mm. A plywood door, <laughs> um, and with the label uh, "Records Room" in that classic, like a uh, little um, sh- uh, 
shelf-like thing that's on the door, and you slide the, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the thing into it. Um, so he opens that up, and you see it is a mishmash of water-stained boxes. You see photo sheets uh, cascading off of tables and, and onto the ground. And you see no fewer than 28 filing cabinets littering the room, still standing upright, but which look like they were manufactured before W-2, right? Um, oh, God. Oh, yeah. This is giving me, like, anxiety listening. <laughs> this is the real horror for you. Mm-hmm. This is the... And so he sort of gestures in. He's like, I told you. No problem. <laughs> Well, hey man, why, why is our bureaucracies combined? <laughs> yeah, well, we can potentially find useful information in here. But we should probably give Thanks. ourselves well, a time uh, limit because otherwise we could be here forever and we don't have that much time. I'd say we give ourselves no longer than an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Maybe divide and conquer. Thank you. Skimming is the name of the game. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm just going to control F. Yeah, yeah same. So we're... Um, <laughs> can we do a search just for... So here's the thing. Um, you're going to want to use bureaucracy or history because in Delta Green, it's not really a library use skill like there is mm. in Call of Duty. It depends on what you're trying to find, right? Search being more like literal physical searching, right, as opposed to like informational searching. Mm-hmm. So you're going to use bureaucracy or history, and you have two options here. Either you can spend most of the rest of the day combing through this material, or you can, both of you, make a bureaucracy roll um, at disadvantage because of the, the mess in, in the area. So disadvantage is like roll twice. In the- you'd, take the, you'd roll the tens dice twice and then take the lower one of those. Roll the higher one of those, rather. Like just the tens one? Just, just the, the tens. tens, yeah. Wait, is the tens the bigger or the smaller one? The tens is the one that has the, the percentile. Yeah, okay. The percentile, 80, 70, 60, that on it. Okay. So those are your options. So, so, the, so the rest of the day is guaranteed to get you the information that you need. But if you want to save some time, you've got to make the roll. I don't think we have time for a thorough search. Roll the hard, roll the hard forty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, by the way, uh, now that I remember, everyone make me a luck roll. How does that work in this? So luck roll is fifty percent. Nice. Just try to equal or under fifty percent. Nope. nope. <laughs> fail. Yep. Fail. What's, yeah, there's a fail. Fail. Nope. Fail. Fail. Twenty-five. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Now, am I actually lucky? Because <laughs> they're like D and D lucky. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. It's it's one of those uh, what ain't the the ancient Chinese curse is may you live an interesting life. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that makes you, it sound like you, they want you, you to become strike the black man. pudding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what do you want to do? I think unless. Think? You can always group chat. Unless we want to report everything that we've learned to O'Malley and see about getting an extension based on what we have now. 
we're better off doing bureaucracy check. Well, we're better off skimming, sorry. No, it's fair. I like to think, uh, just press B, open up the menu, <laughs> do your junctions. Protect to death. So, you're looking at about probably 12 hours of work. If, that if we one of you succeeds on that roll that I suggested, a disadvantage, you'll cut that time in half. If both of you succeed, you'll cut that time in fourth. That makes sense? If we time. fail, yeah. we just decide to opt out of it altogether. Or, like, we don't find anything... But you spend the time. You have so, to. If you fail, you have to spend the time. Okay. You're committing. It's how much of the time. Well, if you, if you fail and then say, "I'm going to walk away," you could walk away. I'm saying that if, if you fail this role, you're not locked out. You just have to spend that 12 hours. You have to spend the rest of your day. If you want to get the information, it could be in here. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we roll, and if we have to spend that time, maybe we make it follow O'Malley first. All right. Hmm. I really should have been on this mission with the Baroxy of 80. <laughs> nope. Well, what the fuck are we going to talk to an antique dealer about? Mm. Remember that the ten, <laughs> the tens digit should be rolled twice. It's a disadvantage. Doesn't need to be. Oh, oh you, you don't say. <laughs> hmm. Nope. So failure for both? You're saying the advantage, right? That was what I was So you spend the first hour <laughs> combing through you... Um, Opening these these rickety um, filing cabinet um, uh, drawers and parsing through poorly kept documents, things that have been mislabeled and bent. Um, some of the materials have been waterlogged. You're constantly stepping around photo sheets and scattered papers. This is like mildly activating this my is, OCD. I've never seen such. I had a I had a temporary volunteer job with a nonprofit that my, my mom worked for where they had me come in and sort files for them. So this is like instincts activating need to sort files. <laughs> like as as like you looking around like Michael is just like slightly like tugging like all this is this is this is I had never seen such this is the most terrifying part of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the research the, uh, um, the disorganization. What do you think would happen if I ran into this room in real life, Jason? Mm-hmm. You'd have to make sand. Did you burn the building down? <laughs> <laughs> no. You'd have, you'd have a mental break. And I would spend 12 hours in that room fixing it. Alright. Here's the deal. I can go through this. I can spend the time if you would rather not. But I also would like to be there if we're looking through the house. Because <laughs> that's, that's where I want to be. <laughs> Let's make a call to O'Malley before we do anything else. All right. He likes. I think he likes you more. <laughs> do you guys have the burner phone? I thought Tanner had it. Oh, we can't. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. We don't. We don't oh, we have them. <laughs> yeah, I we don't, we, we did. You were given one burner phone. Because I have one on my inventory. We all have other burner phones. Now you may have your own individual mm-hmm. ones, but they weren't the ones given to you by O'Malley that with the contact time. information. Okay, so we will call you. I was like, have Tanner talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's conceivable that on your personal phones, you've got contact information that you exchanged earlier with each other. But not O'Malley. I'm not going to mm. call O'Malley on a phone other than the one he specifically gave yep. us to call him on. Yes. That's probably a good idea. That's good OPSEC. So, Michael, you pull out your phone and you find that it's already ringing. Well, it's you? vibrating. And it's an un uh, an unrecognized number. We are we are calling to um, warranty like, that the warranty on your vehicle is about to expire. <laughs> um, 
So I get that phone Elena, call. Like, I, I like, I, I like, like grab Elena's attention. No matter how many of them I block, I get a phone call from a different number later yeah. on. Same message. Yeah. And I don't even own a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> My car was 10 years old when I bought it. <laughs> um, it doesn't have a fucking warranty. Answer, before that, I get it, like, Elena's attention, like, do, like, a, like, a, like, a quiet thing. Like, hello? Uh, hello, is this, uh, is this, um, is this Agent Mike? <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Just vain on forehead. Speaking. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, this is, uh, this is Officer Pete Campbell. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you may remember from, uh, Oh, yeah, the other night. The previous yeah. evening mm. at the Storit facility. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, we've gotten, um, we understand that one of your superiors or something talked to the chief and kind of smoothed things over with just kind of the weirdness that happened last night, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. but he's still insisting that we do a thorough write-up of, of the incident because there's still, you know, a lot of those units were broken into. There's stuff missing. You know, uh, that Miglia guy is just furious. So, I hate to bother you, but like, we really need you to come. The chief's riding my ass about this. You really need to come down to the station and and, and fill out some so information. So, yeah, yeah. no, not a problem, not a problem. And if you can bring uh, uh, the, I don't, we never got the information on the, the lady who's with you. Oh, the, um. um She's going to need to yeah. come down here as well. Um, the chief is insisting; like, he wants the thing done by the books. So. Sure, I'll uh, make a few calls and try to come down as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, if you can come by uh, before uh, like six o'clock today, that'd be great. What's the time now? It is. Uh, it's noon. Okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. Great. Thanks. Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, so, just yeah, if you can. Uh, you can give us a call when you're heading over. You can just show up at the precinct. That's that's no big deal. Um, and he gives you the address of the right. place. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, hope to hope to see you soon. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. What's that? Yeah. Phone number. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm typically getting a new one after every job anyway. So, <laughs> um, the uh, the officers that were that came by were. Uh, um, Want a formal statement from me and Tanner, so. Officers from the storage facility? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, it's some t- t- tan. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky, yeah. It's the only name we know her by. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, we'll have to come. We'll have to go down and make a statement, so. Yeah, that's alright. Spin a story and. You smoke that, so. It's a shame that's going to put a damn on things. Alright. Well, I don't have time to deal with this. Um, <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> um, because I have to get together with, with Spooky and do uh, please things. Okay. Um, see, this is probably going to shorten our window even more. So I don't think either of us has time to be here. I think the rest of us have to go to the house like immediately. Because as soon as O'Malley gets wind of this, he's he's gonna. Well, the other thing is that um, we could also 
Just leave. I can also just not. We can leave New Jersey. Just <laughs> never speak of this again. <laughs> because I mean, it is New Jersey. Yeah. Because as it stands, like, like, anytime, phone, like, anytime I have a personal phone for any job, it's not tied to any accounts. Anything else? I gave. I, I was dumb. I gave a first name. Rookie mistake. Uh, but uh, like. Give him a first name? I gave him a shortened first name. I didn't think they'd actually follow up on it. Uh, <laughs> I will admit, I was, I was a little caught in the moment. I should have thought of something else. But okay. I totally forgot I did that. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, I didn't because it's recorded. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Opsack. Right. Remember it. Still, still getting the feel of Delta Green down. Uh, and, and so, um, anyway, the. Like, I'm pretty sure if we just disappeared, um, there's nothing for them to follow up on. Oh, yeah, um, that could never go wrong. I honestly don't know if ghosting them would be a better or worse idea than trying to spin some kind of story at the station. I can do both. <laughs> <laughs> now, this I have to see. At the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just constantly on the phone. I'm sorry. I know I'm like two years late, but like I'll, I'll I be swear there to I'm coming. Yeah, you'll be able to wrap this cold case up any second. <laughs> so, regardless, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Stuart and see what what uh, what the both of us want to do. So, um, anyway, so what do you what do you feel about this? You call Spooky and figure out what you're going to do. Um, I mean, we can't we can't go anywhere until the um, antiques group swings by and picks us up. So... Which should be happening probably around now if it's noon. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, out front. While you're making that call, I'll... I'll flip through a few more of these files, but I, I honestly, as much as I would like to know more about the house, I don't think O'Malley's going to give us the chance. No. Well, also, we really also need to go to search the house proper as well, because as dangerous as it could be, we're not going to, I mean, the best way to know more about the house is by either asking neighbors or being inside of it. And so. if, what time do they want you there? By six, we've got I've got a few hours, so. Okay, so then we should try to get to the house before that happens, so we have our full team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think my plan is going to work as well if we're down two agents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. At which point, you probably get a message saying that we are out front. Yeah. Okay. You call them. I will. I will. I will text you and let you know that um, Cross got a phone call from. The cops from sure. No, messaging <laughs> spooky be like, you know, you simply I will, I, I, will I will call you actually. Uh, Officer Andy Griffith and Barney you. Fife want us to come in for a statement. <laughs> so Cross got a call. You get it, lol. <laughs> yeah. From last night, and they want him to come in, and him and Spooky to come in and make a statement um, at six tonight, which means we need to get over to the house as soon as possible because O'Malley's going to be pissed. Fuck. Fuck. What? What? So when we come we, back into town, he's calling. Cross is calling Spooky right now to give him the news, okay. to give her the news. Um, but basically, we need to get the body cam. Get out of here! 
What's that would make you Shut up. Shut up. That was such Mikhail well Cruz. thought out <laughs> I'd never have guessed. Yeah. Oh, this means we're going to be short the information it's a, on. It's a coat. It's like it's a fake name, but his wife. real name is just like another spelling of Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. and a different spelling of Cross. Yeah, Mike. Michael Although there's Cruz. a decent chance that <laughs> with this this archive being as poorly kept as it is, we wouldn't have been able to find anything in the first place. So as we drive back into town, I'm going to drive straight to Spooner Street, and you and I are going to canvas the neighborhood and. Try to figure out um, if what? there are any friendly yeah. old people outside. So, with Cross and Elena, are the two of you just straight up leaving the county seat? Or? I think we have to. And we're going to apparently a radio shack. Okay. We're best After by. we pick them up. Get a GoPro. Sure. Okay. So you get you two get picked up. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, Tanner and Maeve. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get in the car, I. So you get to um, Spooner Avenue, and you see that the neighborhood is, it looks like it's mostly small houses on these kind of large lots. Trees are blocking the back and sides of most of these properties, and uh, sometimes you see a privacy fence here or there. Um, It's difficult for one house to see much of another because of the tree line and the privacy fences and everything like that. but it looks like the the area is, you know, it's sort of, it's got a kind of a suburban pleasantness to it. I mean, the the weather is, hasn't improved today, but uh, mm. the place looks um, looks fairly quiet. Well, what kind of roll would we even make to see if we can find the most likely? Place yeah, to most start? likely home to have old people inside. <laughs> Is there one with a lot of cats? Who has the one with the little? How can uh, you tell from outside? Little um, um, gnomes in the yard. No, able to do a search for kind of the older-looking houses. Are there any houses that look significantly older? I mean, if some of the the porches. Yeah, there you go. If some of the homes around here were built in like you know 1906. Then they're all going to be relatively old. Younger people are probably have updated their house a little more. You see several yeah. several of the, the, the house porches in the area have got have got wicker furniture. I mean it's not there's a clear sign, you know. <laughs> the um, the idea is just to just to pick one and uh, we're just gonna roll the we're, die. We're just gonna pick one then. Uh, perhaps let's go straight. So it depends on if you're if, okay, so so you have two options here. Uh-huh. You can either canvas Spooner Avenue itself mm-hmm. or there are streets um, Adjacent or sort of parallel to Spooner Avenue, either behind or behind or in front of it, mm-hmm. right? That maybe being in the same general neighborhood, you know, may also have information. So where where are you focusing your search right now? What did give you closer to twelve six? I'd probably say start on Spooner. Yeah, and spread out if we need to. Yeah. Well, we can maybe pull the others in before. Yeah, we do. to help. Yeah. So let's start on Spooner. So you see that. Um, <laughs> Your your primary candidates, it looks like, are 1204, 1206. Well, 1206 is the thing. You use 1204 and 1208. My apologies. Okay. Let's start with 08. Immediately on the left and right of the house. With 08, you Mm -hmm. say? Okay. Um, So you uh, knock on the door, Mm -hmm. uh, and you see that there is u
and answers the door, narrow face, curly silver hair, glasses with, with dark rims. A very um, quiet score. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, we're doing a little bit of historical research on uh, the house at 106. I'm wondering if you uh, know anything since you live in the area. Uh, we're curious about some of the original family who built it and lived there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, why, don't you, why don't you come on in? You can have a seat in the, seat in the lounge. Thank sure. you. Thank you. Yeah. You sort of open the door and sort of make sure that you come in all the way. Mm-hmm. I look at you and silently uh, sign to you that I'm so grateful that we're young, like, women. Mm-hmm. Therefore, much easier to talk to. Uh, you, uh, you, 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 ladies, have a seat there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Julie, Julie, know you're here. Thank you. Uh, just give me just a moment here. And he, 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 he disappears for for two or three minutes. Gonna like do a quick eye around, or does that like a bowl filled with Werther's originals? Or something? <laughs> no, but there are there is a a uh, a new uh, issue of Reader's Digest on the coffee table in front. of so they're like, Protestants. <laughs> like printed this year. Yes. This month. Or last month, I should say. So, uh, sure enough, uh, the, the, the gentleman comes back. Uh, he actually has a, a small tray. There's uh, what looks like some, some dark tea and like some Ooh. sort of triangle sandwiches. And, wow, uh, uh, Julie and, and, and insisted that you, know, you, you ladies have something. So uh, here, here you go. Oh, thank uh, you. That's that's uh, that's that's, that's, that's uh, 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 that's unsweet and uh, decaffeinated, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Are they cucumber sandwiches? No, they are not. They look like they're they're mm-hmm. like simple like club sandwiches. You know, oh, I mean, they've got some. Oh, quaint. Yeah. I haven't had lunch yet, so I'll enjoy a club sandwich. Okay. Let you take lead on this. My niece is a vegetarian, so she will stare at the meat and not eat it. Mm. Sure. So, so he kind of takes a look at the two of you. So, um, you said you were doing some historical research. Is that is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's so much uh, history and, and speculation about the house in, in the recent years. But we were um, wondering. Uh, I'm sorry. What what house are you, are you talking about? Uh, Twelve oh six Spooner Street. Your neighbor right there. Um, yeah. And we're wondering about um, the Wheelers who, who built it, um, Michael and Isabel. How long have you lived in the area? Oh, we've been here since, must have been 55. Yeah. Oh, well then, um, records show that Michael would have been deceased by then, but um, didn't know if you'd ever interacted with the original owners of the house or... No, I can't say that we, we, we did. Um, let's see here. You must have known Adam and Rebecca Chure, then? Ah, oh, yeah. Is that that, uh... Is that that... Are they French or Canadian? Canadian, or yes. Both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I saw them. They... they they moved uh, uh, 60, 65, 66, something like that. They uh, didn't live there terribly long. No. Uh, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't, Julie and I didn't, didn't know 
you know, a lot about them. We, we didn't, uh, uh, we, we didn't really know each other all that well. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them. You're talking about the Wheelers. Yes. Um, and Isabel? I don't know much about the Wheelers. I have heard of Isabel Wheeler. She's a woman who pretty much owned that place for a long time. Um, before we ever got here. Um, I remember there was something about... It was maybe a, like a, a couple of months, a year after we moved in. There was, uh, there was an article in the paper about her passing away. Hmm. Um, is that right? Uh, yeah, it would have been, would have been fifty-six, so about a, about a year after we, a year after we moved in. Yeah. I just knew she. Fifty-six. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, fifty-seven. <laughs> You're right, it's 57. Oh, nice catch. Must have been rough. They lived here since 56. Yeah, um, all I knew is that she was, um, she was an old lady. Uh, even older than uh, me and Julie are now. And, uh, she, uh, you know, time, yeah, you know, uh, she, uh, passed away, you know. It was her, it was her time, I guess. Did she ever have any um, uh, relatives or children come in and, and help take care of her in the last year of her life? Not that I can, not that I can recall. We didn't, I mean, we were new at the time, and, and we had no had no particular reason to keep up with what was going on at twelve oh six. You know, we were dressing the house here and. I, I was getting hired in for my first job in the area, and we, uh, you know, we had a lot of had a lot of stuff to take care of. So we didn't, we weren't as keyed into the community as we as we are as we are now. We know a lot more of the people around here. But uh, you didn't happen to go to the estate stale, did you? Uh, what was that? Uh, Isabella Wheeler's estate sale? Uh, no, no. No, I wasn't even aware that they had a sale. I thought that maybe her next kin had come by and, and taken all the, all the stuff out of the house. Huh. Probably missed some good uh, some good dining room furniture. Yeah, Julia would be upset to hear about that. Um, yeah. Kind of look around. Uh, like it to give our thanks to the chef here for sandwiches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she slaved away over a hot microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been uh, upwards of two, three minutes, probably, she spent on that. I'll, I'll let her know. She'll wipe the sweat off her brow. I'm <clears throat> sorry I couldn't be of much help. Uh, we, uh, we, we've been here a long time, but not that long. That's all right, sir. Quite helpful, though. You've been able to... Uh, Help us nail down some questions and dates. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Well, thank you. We will not take up any more of your time. Uh, well, of course. You can take us for the road if you want. <laughs> Grab one, eye a second, 
stick to the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good luck with your with your uh, your research. I guess. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, have a, have a nice day too. Thank you. You as well. Head back up. Twelve oh eight it is. Twelve oh eight it is. Mm-hmm. And we were twelve. That was that was twelve. Twelve oh four it is. So, you make your way over to 1204, passing by passing by 1206 in the process. I'm sure enough you see that it matches the, the photos that, that you saw. Exactly. Small yeah. house. Take like a moment to just stop and really like take it in. Good. Maybe lag a couple of feet behind and then catch up. Give me a search. Sure. Fail now. Failed by five. Seventy-five by seventy. You can buy it down with luck, right? We have luck. That's not how that works. I know. That was Polk. Damn. Yeah. It was a simpler time. <laughs> okay. On the plus side, I get to mark it, right? It's Some true. failures. Yes. If you fail the skill, you get to get to check it off, so you can increase it later. So, do you have by chance architecture or carpentry? No. Okay. So you take a look at the house, and it gives you this kind of, I don't know, you were expecting to feel sort of a presence. You're expecting to, to feel something as you look at the house, but it's pretty, you feel pretty empty. It just, it looks like. Is this everybody? Are we all? No. 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 Okay. No, okay. So it, he, she doesn't feel any heebies or jeebies? Yeah, Tan- Tanner, you know, you look at the place and you're like, this is just another house, just like the ones that we were just at and the ones across the street. Like, the one we're going to. What's the big deal? Huh. Yeah. I mean, aside from the number of people dying here, yeah. Yeah. Just a house. It just seems like just a house. Okay. Mm. Yeah, catch back up. Pass by, and you make your way up to the porch on 1204, uh, past the, uh, the wicker rocking chair, and you knock on the door. There is about uh, a minute of... Uh, of silence and uh, and and uh, the guy comes out with a shotgun. No reaction. Hey, it uh, takes. It's not that kind of neighborhood. It takes before. elderly people a little while when they get to the door, mm-hmm. especially if stairs are involved. Yes. Hopefully they are not. <coughs> you see a. <laughs> oh, it's good. Hey, hey. You open see up. the you see the door open up, just kind of a crack, and you see the face of what looks like a uh, a short um, kind of stocky looking lady. Um, uh, with um, with her with her glasses on, and it looks like she's probably you can't see very well inside. You know, just that sort of barest crack of the door. But she's probably in like that, that's probably a muumu or something that she's wearing. Right? It's very house attire. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're uh, doing research on the uh, house at twelve oh six. We're wondering if you've been in the area for. At least sixty or seventy years, if you're fam- especially if you're familiar with uh, Michael or Isabel Wheeler. I don't. Um, uh, I've been here since sixty-five, and I, uh, I don't know anything about that place. Uh, it's it's bad. People avoid it. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, ma'am, for your time. Yeah. <clears throat> Make you do that voice as little as possible. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Next sounds it's her twin sister. So, if the same, if not more. <laughs> Interesting. 
It looks like the rest of the buildings on this admittedly sort of small avenue, um, there aren't any sort of cars parked outside, or it looks like... Okay. For sale sign. Yeah, or if there's yeah. a sale sign here or there, or for rent or whatever. It looks like the place is... looks like you've exhausted Spooner Avenue. Cool. So let's go to the street. You want to go to the street in front of it, or street behind it? What do you think? Behind it, I think, would make more sense. Okay. Canvas that. that. So you make your way to the, the street behind Spooner Avenue. It's called Valley Road. Mm-hmm. And Valley Road looks set up in a, in a similar kind of style, a, a series of kind of quaint suburban houses in the same sort of architectural and aesthetic style. Uh, and you see that there are two um, houses on this road that look like they're, you know, their residents are still there. They're not at work or anything like that. You see 385 and 389. Mm, let's do 385 first. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you see a gentleman open the door in a, uh, a comfortable-looking sweater vest and some slacks, trimmed, kind of gray hair, um, sort of fiddling with his with his wristwatch uh, as he comes into the door. Ah, uh, yes. Hi. Um, we're doing some research on. Um, he looks like he's about ninety years old. We're doing some research on one of the houses in the area, 1206 Spooner Avenue, and we were just wondering if you um, knew any of the local history about it. He continues fiddling with his watch and kind of gives a, at the mention of the the house, he gives a kind of a knowing sigh and kind of looks down. (sighs) Well, you're going to want to come in. Thank you very much, sir. Come on. Head on in. It's a it's a relatively it's a kind of a it's a smaller home. The mm-hmm. place is a little more kind cozy. of cozy looking. Um, there's a, a small sort of love seat and the gestures for the two of you <clears throat> to sit down. And he he takes a seat in a opposing upholstered chair. So twelve oh six. Quite the history. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been in the area? Oh, I've I've been here for it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to um, it's kind of hard to say it out loud when you've lived as long as I have. That's <laughs> uh, probably seventy years now. Oh wow, that's impressive, sir. Well. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it. I, I just happened to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you know what? Um, I bet you will be super useful. We are um, super helpful to us. We are wondering about uh, the, the, the builder and his wife, the original owners of the house. You know, the, the wheelers. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been pretty hard to track down any information about them at all. Now... This information, what I know about the Wheelers, was told to me by my parents and by the adults in the, in the, in the area. Okay. Uh, <laughs> told by his friends. Suddenly, very concerned for this gentleman's basement. <laughs> he just goes, ah, I'm just going to lock oh, no, this that. That's just the torture basement. That's <laughs> fine. I'm just going to lock these doors. <laughs> Actually, want to join me in the basement? <laughs> sure. Some, some candy. <laughs> oh. 
So, I can't guarantee that this information is, um, you know, um, completely truthful. Yeah, yeah. More folklore than <laughs> history. Mm-hmm. You know, right. people have a, have a way of, you know, their memories getting fuzzy, and and even I might forget some things from from time to time, and some details that I don't I don't remember. I, I, but I'm we always have that need to explain and understand things, so... Sure. So you get a lot yeah. of that folklore, as you say. And honestly, that's part of what we're interested in. So Absolutely. feel free to include the weird details. Well, that won't be that won't be a trouble, uh, miss, because uh, there, um, there were quite a lot of weird details in that house. The place... Got built in 1907 by uh, Mr. Wheeler. I think Michael was his name. He was a he was a mason. Apparently, he uh, he had built the place to house his wife, Isabel Isabel Wheeler, who um, while well, she was. Uh, she was crippled. Uh, I think, I think, doctors nowadays would probably say she was an invalid, right? I remember my my parents used to say that from what they had seen of Mr. Wheeler, that he was a was a handsome young man, had a dashing kind of air to him, well liked. Uh, he used to cut. Uh, gravestones for the area but uh, he expanded after that into cutting uh, doing monument work or cutting those silly looking gargoyles when you make those gothic buildings people people were into that for a while in this part of the country uh, let's see they, they were pretty newly married they moved in in 07. Uh, everybody loved them. They were, they were darlings in the area. Um, now, now, my parents, they didn't, they didn't pry too much about Miss Wheeler, Mrs. Wheeler's um, ailment, right? Mm. But they got, they learned a little from here and there. Um, apparently, she couldn't use her legs. Just flat out, couldn't feel them, couldn't use them. And she would have, well, I don't know if they call them seizures these days, but Convulsions sometimes, the whole body, you know. She was um, she was in a bad way, apparently. Some kind of sickness when she was a younger younger woman. Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't treated well, so she uh, developed these um, uh, symptoms. Shoot, what's it? Neuro something. Was, you know, nerve stuff. Which, okay. You know, it was a shame. 
sit all alone. Other than that, she was a she was a decent decent lady, in good spirits. Loved Michael, uh, and they had a good time. You know, a good time there, and they were on good terms with everybody in the neighborhood. But um, well, Michael, well, he got he got killed at work in uh, I think it was 1910. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, that's the damnest thing. He was working on the county seat. I don't know if you've been there. It's sort of a few blocks away. That big marble building. Mm -hmm. Apparently, as they were putting that place together, one of those big chunks of marble just... just got him. He did, apparently, he died right there in the spot. That's terrible. Yeah. Especially given the condition of his, his wife. And I'm assuming they didn't have any children, so who did anyone ever come to take care of her? I mean, how did? I mean, to, to be blunt, yeah. How, how did she survive? Well, a couple of people in the neighborhood at the time. They, you know, they did their best to be neighborly and be thoughtful. They brought her food and such. So they helped her, you know kind of fix up the place so she could get around a little easier in the, uh, in the, in the, in the wheelchair. Um, but she, for the most part, she insisted on just doing it herself. She was, she was proud and she didn't want Michael's death to, to put her in that weak place. So she, she just carried on. I, She was there for another, must have been 19, 20 years. And that was, I, I remember now, yeah, it, was, it was 26, 1926. She'd lived there for nearly 20 years, making do. Yeah. I never saw people come or, come or go very often in that place. Occasionally it's Bell come out, ask one of the neighbors to help her out with something, or, you know, have somebody to come by and for a run for groceries and the like. I remember that year real well. It was summer 26. And, uh, she had a, she had a border. Some lady had come in, um, uh, some uh, some Italian lady. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember her name. It was Vittorio Falcone? No, no, no. Divatello. Some uh, Italian lady. She was um, middle aged. Uh, people came to call her the Crone because she was she was mighty un un uh, unappealing. Um, <laughs> both in in and you'll you'll pardon me for saying so, but both in looks and in manner. Mm. Right? 
she was apparently a seamstress. She gotten she gotten fired from someplace. Something about well, we never knew exactly why she got fired, but there were rumors. There were rumors spreading about from uh, some of the, the nosier people on Valley Road and on Spooner about about her doing. Uh, Uh, well, witchy stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Now I don't, I don't believe in that sort of thing. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, people like to talk. So sure. they had a bad uh, black magic. They had a bad opinion of her, and they kind of shunned her. Didn't care for her in town. She apparently got hired to help. Isabel around the house. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember it was earlier that year, and then the 26th, and then the summer. I remember clear as day, I was outside. I was doing some weeding, and I hear some commotion coming from Spooner Avenue. And I, I mosey on a little bit forward, and I take a look, you know past the building, look across the street, and there are people lined up on the sidewalks watching, and I see, I'm wondering, you know, what the heck is going on over there? And I see Isabel Wheeler just walking down the street. Walking? Yes, sir. Wow. No wheelchair, no nothing. She's just walking around, spry as day. She's got uh, an Italian lady with her. They're just walking down the street. She looks as happy as she can be. She looks like an, uh, a new woman. Hmm. You know, she's still as... Well, she, she looked about her age, of course, but she was... She was walking around like it was nothing. Like, like she hadn't spent the last so many years in a wheelchair. Everybody was... Uh, everybody was uh, floored by it. Of course. She was, she was fine. She was walking around and it's like she'd been reborn, you know. But uh, that wasn't the uh, most peculiar thing about the place. See, um, around that same time, now I had some friends who lived over there on, on Spooner. You know, Bob Cranky and his like were over there. And, um, well, he would tell me about stuff that was going on on Spooner. I'd tell him stuff's going on around here. It's, it's a small town, you know, you try to make chit-chat as you can. Sure. And uh, he said that some of his neighbors, they're, uh, well, they're, their animals started, started turning up dead. Or missing. And that was around 1926? This was in 26. That's okay. right. Around the same time. We're talking, we're, 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 we're talking about cattle, sheep, that sort of thing. Dogs and cats go missing. And uh, it was later that year, 
26th. Now, these people started, started showing up. People? Yeah, these, um, these, uh, foreigners. Italians, I think. The relatives? Or? Uh, apparently. I never really got any information as such, but, uh, seemed kind of convenient, and all these Italian fellows were, these people were coming by, and around that neighborhood, around the time that uh, Mrs. Wheeler was living with that uh, Divatello one. I guess she was bringing her family over from the old country so they could live there at the house. I don't, I don't know. Did they stay or just visit? What I heard, they were there a long time, yeah. I remember Bob, uh, He's a, he, he passed now. He's been dead for six years now. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, I remember Bob told me a story. I think it was... It was about, I mean, a decade later, 10, 11 years. He said that um, he'd gotten into this, uh, this little fight on the street. I say fight, it never... You know, they weren't, you know, swings and roundabouts out there, but um, there was this, one of these Italian fellows, Antonio, uh, one of the, one of the crones, uh, kin, maybe her son or something, I don't, I don't know. Bob was never clear on it either. But they had kind of a, well... Bob was, for the most part, a pretty private person about his own, his own stuff, you know. He said they had some kind of, well, he called it a kerfuffle. <laughs> but, um, they got into some, they had some heated words in exchange with each other. Um, and, uh, he, uh, after that, uh, Bob kind of wised up and said, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poke the bear. You know, I'm not gonna mess with these these Italian folks. You know, they seem like they're hot-headed or, or whatever." And, uh, he didn't he didn't bother no more. He didn't 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 provoke him or anything like that. He just he just kept out of the way. And that that's probably the best thing he could have done. Why is that? There was a, a similar fight, a pretty big argument. Everybody knew about it. You know, word traveled pretty quickly back in those days, uh, at least down the streets and so on. And people in Meadowbrook knew each other and could see everything that was going on. You know, lady on Spooner with their opera glasses could see what was happening on the other side of the county. <laughs> Well, there was a there was a similar issue with that Antonio fellow and someone someone named Matthew Harrigan. Now he was a kid of uh, a local politician. I think he was running for mayor at the time. 
And his son, who's a, he's a young kid, a hothead, you know, like to drink, like to get into trouble. You know, couldn't do much with him other than keep him from wrecking the place. You know, mm -hmm. just just a drag on, uh, on Mr. Mr. Harrigan's, uh, his name, his career and stuff. But kids, you know, what are you going to do? Hmm. Well... Apparently, he and Antonio got into some kind of fist fight outside of a bar in the area. And, um, well, that whole fist fight, apparently it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. Uh, Matthew hit Antonio a couple times took some punches and, uh, some other fellas came out turned down the street in the bar tried to break things up you know they were trying to restrain Antonio and trying to restrain Matthew and everything like and they said that Antonio was spitting and hollering and that, that Matthew was going was gonna to feel, feel right bad real soon. That he was going to, he wasn't going to make it to see tomorrow. It was all manner. Of, he, he, he was spitting fire at Matthew. That makes sense. You know, I, hey, I, I used to be in the Navy. I know how. I know how drunk men talk. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like nothing at the time. Just a little, just a little flare up. And then uh, it was about two weeks or so after that happened. My young Matthew, he 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 died. What of? Well, that, was, that was the strangest thing, cause cause. He'd apparently he gotten this, this disease or something. Hmm. Doctors couldn't make heads or tail. Crohn's disease. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, uh, and I, I only knew about this because uh, a cousin of mine and worked in the, uh, the the local hospital for a while, hmm. and he was a he was a loose fellow. So <clears throat> anything, I wasn't asking, but he was telling. If you know what I mean. I understand. He said that 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 Matthew'd come in. He was having difficulty breathing. He was he was in isolation. He started developing these rashes. Right. Which ain't unusual, you know. But then those rashes started to turn into, <coughs> well, they started to look like burn marks. And then those, those burn marks, they, uh, they started to, oh, he used some fancy word, um, suppilated or something like that. 
Mm. Separated. I think it was. And just bled. And these rashes kept covering his body. And they kept turning into what looked like burn marks and they kept bleeding and he just, it bled out. Couldn't, the doctors couldn't stop, stop it from pouring out. There's no way he's gonna make it. That same week, my cousin said he saw some of those men who tried to stop that fight come in with similar rashes on their arms, their chest, their legs. And those rashes turned into burns, and those burns started to bleed. They didn't have nearly the same. They weren't covered head to toe with it like like Matthew was. The doctors were able to treat them, and they did okay. They were in hospital for a while, but they got released eventually. Now some of them, uh, they're probably long past by now, but they, they were fine <coughs> afterwards after they got out of hospital. And. Uh, Everyone was uh, was right scared of that and of uh, old Antonio and the Italian folk over there at the Wheeler house. And so, of course, uh, everybody left that, that place well enough alone. Does Mrs. Wheeler live there with Divatella and her family until she passed? Well, if I recall, if I remember correctly, now that Divatello lady, she she left. Must have been fifty-six. Right and, before uh, Isabel died. Well, I don't. Uh, my memories. My memory's all fuzzy. I don't know exactly if it was right before, but mm-hmm. it was the same year that that Isabel died. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Yeah. Uh, so private nurse came in, kept her company, tried to tried to care for her. She just she just wasted away. I mean, but she could still walk. Well, that's the thing. That last year, uh, from what I understand, she she couldn't walk no more. But now it was, from from what I know, primarily because old age. You know, she's just too old. Just having trouble getting around. Bones. Must be cut out. I don't know. So. She wouldn't. She wouldn't know. Say, yeah. She would have been seventy. I think. How old was she when she came to the house? Maybe twenties. She was a young woman. She was living with Michael. That was so. in nineteen oh seven. So yeah, seventy. 
Now, I've seen people, you know, people I know, 50s, 60s, you know, they look like Methuselah. <laughs> well, then you have you. I'm still doing wonderful. I'm uh, okay. I considered writing a book, sir. <laughs> no, I am. I don't have the uh, focus for that. <laughs> Sir, you've absolutely made our day. Definitely. Well, if um, talk about boys bleeding out and Crohn's, you know, making your day, then uh, you got you got bigger problems <laughs> than I can help you. <laughs> no, sir. We just—I just mean that been a wonderful help with the history of the house. Of course. As grisly as it is. Yeah. Under a breath, and you may be more right than you know. <laughs> <laughs> This is Matthew guys listening. Uh, Harrigan. Harrigan. H-A-R-R-I-G-A-N. Like Harrison, but with a, you know, G-A. And he was a local politician? Son of a Son. wealthy local politician. Y'all, this is some spooky shit. Mm. <laughs> I knew we were missing something. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> Crappy. Because it is poop. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't know that. It's <laughs> well, okay. We'll thank him profusely. Yeah. And uh, be on our way. Yeah. He uh, he sees you out and wishes you good luck with your uh, with your research. Mm-hmm. Try to calmly walk back to the SUV and just discuss that like, nervous energy. We didn't actually get the you. first name of the Divatello lady, did <laughs> we? Didn't know it. No. Hmm. Just Divatello. We got Antonio's name though. Mm-hmm. Antonio was yeah. Antonio. Crones? Is that what you said? No, it's the Crones' oh, son. Nickname. Yeah, the son, nickname was I the Crone. Yeah, yeah. That that Divatello lady was called the Crone. Okay. okay. Sort of so. un- unfair, unflinchingly mm-hmm. by people around the neighborhood. What's this old dude's name? We never got it. Nope. We didn't ask. We didn't? Oh my god. Yeah. We, we know his neighbor, Bob. <laughs> Bob seems. And nice. we know where he lives. <laughs> if we survive, we'll send him a nice gift back. <laughs> I mean, I was like, should we pay him? Because this is so helpful. Okay, so meanwhile, we're going to an electronics store. We're getting a body cam. I'm going to assume that none of us have like laptops on us. So we're going to need to get some kind of a laptop that we can hook it up to for remote viewing. Cheap laptop with Bluetooth and get like a, a GoPro. Yeah. So, in the SUV, mm-hmm. we need to start looking up DiBatello immediately, right? I mean, it can't be a coincidence that the year she leaves, Isabel immediately can't walk anymore. I'm, I'm just going to put this out here. Rumors of witchcraft. Yes. And then curses were with, with people bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And she can miraculously walk the summer after she moves in. Exactly. And the s- second she le- missing animals. I mean, it might as well be a neon sign, right? It fits a lot of the standard profiles for cult activity. Especially the... What kind of deal do they strike? I don't know, but I think the important thing is... Definitely don't touch anything or anyone when we go in that house. Oh, you mean like the table? Yeah, like the table, <laughs> or I'm glad we didn't do it, but uh, 
I'm worried that the kid, I'm worried if there's some sort of like physical contact vector with this. Because it was it... anybody who helped break up that fight had a short, brief contact with Antonio. Well, and they got sick. Yeah, but that was 30, 40 years before the Therese. Mm hmm. It and... seemed like their revenge was much more immediate. I wonder if something of Divatello lingered in the house. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Or the deal that she and Wheeler must have made to get her walking again turned sour. Or simply that she couldn't give Divatello anymore what she wanted. Makes a lot of sense. Alright, I'm gonna do some... You gonna update the rest of us on this? Oh yeah, it's... It's gonna take a moment for me to write this text. Well, I figured at that point it's like, well, almost like we might as well just get together and brief. Yeah, yeah why don't you just tell them Once that we're here and yeah. we can all, like, yeah. Yeah, grab I, into one SUV and discuss. Yeah, I'll call probably Cross, since you're the other FBI agent I'm familiar with. Your phone rings. <laughs> Hello? Hey, what's up? So, uh... We hit a bit of a mother load. Uh, somebody who lived in the area knew quite a bit about what was going on at the uh, house on Spooner. Um, let's meet up on uh, Spooner Ave outside of uh, 1208 real quick. Um, probably move down the street from there, but just to get you know a location, a corner to work with. Um, once you've got that uh, body cam and whatever that... Whatever Elena's plan, anything you need for that, once you get all that materialized, meet us there. We're going to be working through some possibilities here, but we have we've hit some very interesting material. I will brief you on site. Not a problem. Are we heading to the house now? Be prepared for it. Unless we can think of anything else, I think uh, I'm going to make a bit of a status report. We never did an autopsy on the body. Not on, not on Ture, but on Donnelly. I think that's the big thing that I'm missing. I don't think we're going to get anything from that. We're kind of on Donnelly? Maybe, may not. Yeah. We're kind of on a time limit now, yeah. since we got to leave before 6. Well, also, we don't have to leave before 6. We just, you know. I will use my amazing GM powers to say that Maria has a good idea. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Okay. okay. If you can justify the time expenditure. Yeah. The, I, 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 I don't think we're pressed we for time. Up. I know the cops want to speak with us, but they're going to have to wait. Unless they have some sort of like warrant or can put out a demand, we do not have to comply at this time. No. We are doing no. them a favor by showing up. Exactly. Yeah. The concern is if you make them angrier, we will lose more time. Here's the plan. Are we all together now? For can, now? We, can we just. Can we like... I mean, I'm assuming this is like speakerphone. Yeah, that's oh, fine. If okay. we're not together. I was yeah. like. Okay. Either way, we we were capable of communicating with one another. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. That Yell at speaker phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to assume that even if we don't get to the precinct, there may be some bouncing down the line of people being a little bit upset about things. Right. Um, flat tires happen. People get busy. Right. If we have to, you can show up and mention like you can't find me. If we need some sort of cover, sure. but again. We would just be holding here until 6 when you can get back 
and we can try to deal with this as a full group. Right. Yeah, because part of me wants to just go ahead and canvas the house and let two or three of us handle the body in the autopsy, who has the most experience, probably your best at examining it. I think so. The biggest problem is going to be getting access to it. And you're probably the best bet at getting so access to it. No, the body. The body. Oh. Uh, Agent Mike. Yeah. But won't you have to go close to the cops? To yeah, you're going to have to go to the police station. <laughs> That's true. Well, that, that might solve two problems at once. Maybe Magic Mike can solve uh, <laughs> can solve nice. our problem there. Perfect. <laughs> Talk to the cops. Mention that you've contacted me. I'm back in D.C., but I'll be making my way back. Um, that way, there's a reason I'm not there right now. Right. But still have to get me access to the body. Yeah. Right. We're still and, doing and, our and own this investigation. This is the body of... Uh, Donnelly. That's Donnelly. true. Of, of Donnelly. Now, Donnelly's body... Former FBI agent. Right. Isn't necessarily at the police precinct. Probably at the morgue. Right. And if it's at the morgue, that is something with which I could help. You could okay. make some sort of line about. Without any explanation, that's a very creepy thing. To say. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, the, yeah. I know, of course, about a possible disease given the amount of blood that was found. That could work. That is totally plausible. Yeah. In fact, okay, so it, I think that is on scale with what we've found out about. The random rashes and the oh, turning into. So essentially, yeah, we'll, we uh, we'll fill you in on like the details. But as as mentioned, there are rashes that turn to burns, which turn to bleeding out. So, if our uh, if our FBI agent, <laughs> I mean the way they described that room, that would make sense, mm-hmm. right? So the, uh, the, the easiest way to so the easiest way to um, tie this all together is that we go down, make a statement. Basically, like, be, be pretend to get real. You, you make like. the statement. Right. I'm not showing right. up. I'm no, not giving them my name. That's fine. That's fine. I was saying is that the... Uh, that then can leave... to uh, go to the morgue, which is not at the police station. Yes, that'll leave Lauren and Elena so open to morgue. go to the morgue. You can probably get access with CDC credentials if need be. I'll tag along and flash a badge. Like, Hopefully that won't be necessary. No. Right. I will just, I will be in the car <laughs> as a potential backup. Well, so I was saying is that like we, 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 we dropped the story that we were some, you know, on some type of operation. Like, and police love that shit. But it's like, oh man, that's pretty crazy. Uh, so dropping that, you know, there's some uh, unsavory. Potential. Uh, We're investigating one of Yeah. Uh, so, and then just be like, we were in the area doing that, and that's when all this business went down. But we were looking into this uh, uh, unfortunate business with the amount of blood. And Is. So. I just keep on throwing more complex lies at the cops. <laughs> that's a great idea. You know, you know Delta Green is like the most complex lie <laughs> of them all. Actually, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know what? See, I'm that's, that's the beauty behind it. It is a simple lie right, right. when it needs to be. Those in certain positions understand its complexity, right. but you only tell the simple part. Of right. it. So keep it simple with a CDC hazard looking into one of our own. Right. Uh, cool. What were you going to say, Rachel? I think. I want to look into Divatello some more. So if we're all going to keep together, mm-hmm. um, it's 
instead of splitting the party and half of us going into the house. Um, I don't think we should I, have anything less than our entire group. Yeah, no, uh, Professor Yarrow said, like, two people max. The Which is why we're the opposite. The plan was to have two people go in the house with the GoPro, have two people waiting down the street as backup, and then have two people somewhere Further else the <laughs> watching the stream on the laptop. Alright, so... Are we splitting up into? We only have one? two cars. We'll still do two groups. We've got morgue, which will probably be able to drop you off at the police station, yeah. so we can at least cover our asses there and then keep our time. You gonna come with me to the library? Yes. Let's cool. go. Okay. I think I should probably make a quick call to our handler. Everybody on board with that? That never ends well. That never ends well. <laughs> uh, just no, me, but you know, let me know how it goes. I'm we should go report in. We've learned direction. a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Come on, let's go. Yeah, we've, got, the car. we've got a possible Larry. explanatory theory for what's going on here. Or at least the beginnings of one. What's uh, the role um, for making a minor panic attack at caller <laughs> <laughs> handle? Do a sanity roll. Yeah. It's free. I'll probably hold off until so we all gather up and before we sanity. go in. Current sanity. That'll at least tie things up so sixty four out of eighty five. Okay. okay. Sound good. You don't take yeah. any sanity <laughs> You're okay. I'll probably wait until We've gathered all the information we have, and before we move in on our plan, that way Handler has the last possible connection of information. Before that we have a good idea. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but with the history of this house... That's why we're only having two people go in, hopefully. Yeah, who, who gets to draw straws on that one? I'll go in. So will I. I can do it. Okay. We only need I... two. I'm a medical doctor and I have military experience. My entire purpose of being on this team is to keep people from dying. I think I'm going to agree with her on that one. Somebody that has a high willpower should probably go in. That's why I suggested myself. I can do that. I don't know. You didn't seem too apt to get your hands dirty, so I'm a little worried. I'm more worried about live people killing me. You should worry about the others as well. All right. Italians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have to we can We can bicker about this later. Sure. Okay, so do you give me the full details of... Not yet. Okay. You're in the car with me. I'll yeah, tell you. You'll what, probably what, get what it. Said. Exactly. All right. Do I know anything from my occult knowledge about Italian thing. witches? Italian witches? <laughs> Italian You know Italian. that there, are, there have been witches labeled throughout history, and some of them have been Italian. <laughs> Nothing more specific than that, no. Can I pull a hard chance unnatural check to see if this rings clear to me? You have like a natural? Particular? 10%. <laughs> I have a cult. I could roll that. I tell you what. Everybody's got a cult. Roll a cult. At disadvantage. Un- unnatural. Also at disadvantage. Oh, it's going to be so rough. 57 out of 60. Okay, with disadvantage? Yes, with cool. disadvantage. Okay. If I meet it, it's a failure. I a 57 and a 7. Okay. If I meet it, it's a failure. No, add or under <laughs> is the success. Just wait. Uh, God go damn it, it wasn't for that disadvantage. I just made it a 21. Unfortunate set of rolls. Anything that I might have previously known about the occults is just gone. 15 and 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got like a 70. So. To be fair, I didn't have a cult to begin with. Mm. So. I actually have it pretty well trained, so... Well, that's yeah. a fail, so yeah. I will mark it. I went with unnatural because I got the 10%, but I rolled 71 twice. So. <laughs> yeah. I got a cult from What's being... unnatural? Unnatural is, like, you have previous experience with 
weird Spooky little shit. unnatural oh. things. Um, and it's a chance of maybe you kind of know what this is. Not mm-hmm. a like, oh yes, this is a Shoggoth, clearly, but a like, this kind of sounds like or connects to. Oh, something you've run into before. I got yeah, a cult it's, from it's almost like an unnatural itch. Being adapted to violence for some weird reason. Because mm-hmm. you probably saw some weird shit. So, who succeeded? Well, no, I'm succeeded. adapted to violence because mm-hmm. I was an army medic. Did you succeed? No. Did you succeed? No. Okay. So, you know that it is. So, it's not necessarily unnatural violence, it's just regular. There was a. It is obscure information, so you don't have a lot of concrete details. But you know that there was a string of incidents involving young women and sort of ritual activities in the Italian countryside in like the early 1800s. Other than that. So I just basically tell you that. and So it kind of cements that maybe these were Italian witches. Well, let's see what the if the library could help us at all. I know their archives don't always go back. Macrofiche goes back to Super 1978. Far. Yeah, that's not far enough. Yeah. So the county seat might have better information if you feel like spending 12 <laughs> hours digging through that. Mm. You might have to buy the guy at the front counter a mocha venti. Mocha. Um, go through him like water. Is there anywhere else we could check for this information? Can I do an intelligence roll to see where else I could check? Yeah. Local churches, maybe? Find oh, yes. like a super evangelical church. I did get a like, six out of eighty-five. Okay, like local church so is great to get. What specifically? Records. What information do you Going want? Off baptism. But I want to learn more about Divatello, Divatello, and Wheeler. Okay. I want to learn more about their relationship, and yeah, the borders. I'm sure if you on. find like a local evangelical cult. Cult. <laughs> Church, close <laughs> enough. They will talk your ear off about it. <laughs> yeah, nice. I don't need to be sermoned. I'm watching too think. many X Files and thinking of that the episode. You know that if you want more information on those individuals uh, who were born well before 1978 yeah. and whose majority of their life was before then, um, you need to. Your best bet is to go to the Meadowbrook Sparrow. Um, Newspaper headquarters. Fantastic. To go there and look at their physical archives. Not stuff on microfiche, but literally yes, preserved issues that they've got Great. left okay. there. We're going to the newspaper headquarters. We're going to the Sounds newspaper. Good. And I'll text you. I'll have you Headline come Give me pictures of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> you have to deal with it. Give me pictures of the Italian witch. <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> We've had five. Which one? <laughs> the Italian one. Oh, again. Right. So when we get there, we only give them first names, and we are researching... How about I just let you do all the talking? Great. We don't <laughs> mention any sort of agency. Oh, ever. yeah. Um, just so you know, you know, uh, my partner from the <laughs> Anton place uh-huh. mission... Yeah. She she might have mentioned that the table could kill the woman that we talked to. Sweet Jesus. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Yep. That's okay. Sweet I'm texting. <laughs> I'm texting <laughs> uh, Agent Spooky over here on the side. <laughs> Furiously texting. Hmm. Okay. We're gonna have to have the talk after this. To <laughs> <laughs> right. newspaper we go. So they're going to the newspaper. Game. We're dropping you, you off, off at the, the police, police station. station. <laughs> and then the three Got of us are going pillars. to the morgue. Yep. 
I will enjoy some local radio <laughs> while you try to get into the morgue. We have such peppy jumps. It's October, so they won't have started playing Christmas music yet. Oh, thank God. No, but you hopefully, if you're lucky, you'll hear Thriller. I can get us through the morgue. I am. I'm so glad for the advent of the, the internet and like radio apps because like all of the stations have switched over to playing so Christmas music either on their through. website or on the app, uh, and not on the side. regular airwaves. Some pan flutes out of nowhere. So I'm not. I'm not just <laughs> like, stuck listening local to Christmas music shit. for a month and a half. I hate how SoundCloud makes it stations. so hard to find audio settings. Absolutely. What would the morgue have his name as? Arthur Donnelly, I would assume. That's what was listed as in the mm-hmm. newspaper article. I understand yeah, that you guys have him. a way with names, so... Mm-hmm. If, no. it's, if it's a literal FBI agent, that's it's, what it's going to be. If it's a regular FBI agent, then yeah. He's mm-hmm. just Working for Delta Green, they have dropped some other names at certain times, but... Once you die, you're, you go back to the regular one. For the record, I brought the burned photographs and the keys with me. Okay. Keys fine. might be a good thing for us to have if we're going in the house. Yeah. yeah. Tanner? Mm-hmm. And we did pick up the GoPro and the laptop. Yep. You get a phone call. Okay. It's an unrecognized number. The warranty on your vehicle is about to expire. Hmm. I, I'm going to look at it. What time is it right now? Yeah, it's about... Let's say it was noon when you guys were there yeah. at the county seat. So it's about Two. three o'clock, oh. let's say. And this is the burner? This is on your personal phone. You been calling anybody on your personal phone? Maybe it is about your car's warranty. I I'm gonna let it ring like the four out of five times before it finally like auto goes to voicemail, um, and like pick up. Bad news, you're Not being audited. Not say anything, but just listen. Okay. You're being audited. You hear the following strains of music. Ah. You also hear what sounds like murmured Italian low singing. La schiate cedidica di come ho viaggiato un sentiero oscuro e esplorato la notte. (laughs) (laughs) And then the pop station. And then the pop station. Sorry. Suddenly starts playing Spanish music. I'm going to quickly do my best to write that wow. down in my <laughs> bibbity boppity my uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ unfortunately I picked Latin best attempt. Italian for my foreign language mm-hmm. so and funny. with that casual racism our session has come to an end tonight. <laughs> but we were so close no you were <laughs> <laughs> The house is going to take a moment, I'm sure. Oh, are you going to be... We're so close to dying. <laughs> it's like, I think you're cursed now. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, that, that's one of those now. where it's like, the mo- yeah, I'm the lucky one who's cursed. <laughs> I, I'm i going to take that. Yeah, that, That's that moment where it's like, I know I should hang up, but I can't. You know that Chuck Palahniuk book, Super Soap, when I say that? There's a, a book he wrote about... A nursery rhyme that when you hear it, Lullaby. you you die. You read that? No, but I love those kind of things. 
It's intense. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Specifically for that reason. So, like, where's the nursery rhyme? Because now I want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have die. the book anymore. I, I outgrew my Chuck Palahniuk phase very quickly. <laughs> Sorry. No, because I want not die, but I want to hear it because I'm curious now. Though I did learn today on our session that apparently I need to find Italian witches so that I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No problem. You just ask them, and they're like, "Shit, yeah, sure." Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a free service. Yeah, yeah, we carry these. We carry these spells around like all day. Not like you die when they leave. Right? Pew, pew. There it's, you go. it's a cantrip. We yeah. can just do it. <laughs> We're kind of impressed. A lot of people don't ask us. On I mean, cripple legs as a cantrip. It may be because we have to kill all local wildlife in right. the in order to do so. Oh, hey, it's not you. In order to keep the spell up, you have to have a blood sacrifice every like so often. But it's fine. I still haven't heard the downside here. <laughs> and you just you just have to be really ugly because people are real dumb and I mean that's somebody. Well, this is not my dog. So when are we going to finish this game? This was the last one. We're gonna play that. No, <gasps> sir. That that's not very nice. <laughs> I know we want to play Star. You want to play Starfinder soon? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so we got that on back burner. Here's the plan. My tentative plan. Okay. My plan was to continue 